No, they're pulling a U-turn. And they're chasing Sammy. Come on. Sammy's running like a scalded dog. Look at him. Oh, oh, my God. God. Sammy oh, my got God. over. Oh, my God. I did it for The Rock. What? what? Did it for The Rock. Hello, boys. I How said do? I had to leave the guitar solo playing there. You can't just cut yeah, it you off. Have to, like, it like had to be done. I wanted no, to I play know. it. I was it away, like. Oh, yeah. You got to do it. got to do it. That tune, oh, folks. It does mm. indeed. Nikki and Fitz, how are you? We have a guest oh, with good. us. We, we have a guest. We've Nick Quinn has joined us again. How are you? Oh, oh he's doing it. He's going early. Oh. I well, then. Well, then. Well, then. Start in style. We're all What's going on, lads? Happy uh, eighth week of COVID 19 being stuck inside. Fuck you. COVID 19. As our good friend Enzo would say. Fitz, tell, ah. me, tell me about this drink you're having before we have a chat with Nick. It is a delightful beverage called uh, Jack Daniels and Coke, but it's a pre made mixture in a can because I'm a classy guy. Oh, oh! There it is. That was Nick oh. on Fitz's uh, Fitz's microphone. It's Inception. Popping bitches all over the place. We already have two Nicks. Now we have Nickception. This is crazy. Oh yeah. So Can't what is a bit of Nickception? What's it taste like? I'll tell you now. This is a, a real life audition for my drinking ability. Go for it. This oh. should be interesting. Pressure's on. Oh. I can tell you, it tastes like Jack Daniels and Coke. Anyway. Lovely. That's all you need. Actually, <laughs> so there was no false advertising on it. <laughs> actually, it's a, it's a nice mix, to be honest with you. It doesn't have that, oh my God, I put way too much whiskey in this drink. But that's the best Fear. part of making mixers. <laughs> See, I agree with you after about four or five, mm. but you don't want that in the first one. The first one, you know, I'm if, you want it, so if, if you want to top it up, there's some, there's a big bottle of Jack Daniels in that press behind you there, Fitz, if you want to know. There's a big <laughs> bottle of fucking <laughs> everything in that press behind you. <laughs> We probably have more drink than most pubs have right now. <laughs> um, Nick, how are you, man? How's lockdown treating you? How's the old Grand. coronavirus going? Yeah, well, uh, I already work from home anyway, so my life wasn't adjusted too much. And, um, you know, I do DDPY as my form of exercise anyway. Mm-hmm. So a lot of my life actually wasn't really adjusted, which is quite uh, normal, which is great. So it's like my social life and the other th- parts of that. But uh, yeah, it's been been good. Um, in fact, work actually gave us money, 700 euro to upgrade our home office. So instead of two holy shit. Yeah. So yeah, I got a brand new monitor. I got a laptop stand. I got that mouse mat where it like has the whole, where it's the keyboard, the big, see that oh, big one there? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got one of them. So I kind of went all out and spent 699 euro. Um, nice. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of nice. Uh, in a lot of sense, yeah, that's, uh, you know, catching up on movies and some TV shows that I haven't really seen. I'm trying to minimize the amount of wrestling I was watching. That was one of my big things. Well, I love that's been shite, so it's not too hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, 
But in the last week or so, I have a project which I started in 2015, and I started at the Montreal Screwjob, and then I'm watching every Raw and SmackDown pay-per-view, and I was going to finish at WrestleMania 20. So mm-hmm. I was at... Stuff. Yeah, Jesus. yeah, it's a nice big chunk. It's the, it's the Attitude Era. Yeah. The attitude mm-hmm. era. Do you do and, any work? Uh, well, no, I started it in 2015, and I started in 97, and I was at the Armageddon 2002. And I'd say I was there for about six months. <laughs> nice. And I just I parked it. Yeah, and do you know what? Armageddon, to get from Armageddon 02 to Royal Rumble 03 was an absolute trek. But then from the Royal Rumble to No Way Out, I got it done in a week. Right, okay. So, yeah, because like The Rock's coming back. Um, Bischoff's got 30 days. You know, 30 days. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, do you know, and uh, he's trying to like re-get Austin. And he goes to Texas and, uh, you know, um, Nathan Jones is coming in. Oh, oh Jesus Christ. Christ. Oh, it's Classic really crazy. Road. Yeah. yeah the Col- <laughs> Michael Cole, if you're not he, to be the WWE champion. What are you doing? <laughs> so, uh, but also Team Angle come in and they're having cracking matches all over SmackDown. So uh, oh, that was the prime SmackDown time as well. That was a great time for SmackDown, if I remember yeah. right. I think it was just after. I think end of O2 because you had those Edge Guerrero feud. You had that mm. Kurt Angle, Chris Benoit versus Edge Rey Mysterio at No Mercy, which is arguably the greatest tag match in the history of wrestling. Sorry, Young Bucks Omega and Hangman. That <laughs> um. So yeah, no. Uh, so just been catching up on TV shows before last week, really. Kind of uh, up to date in Westworld, up to date in Stranger Things. I didn't watch Stranger Things at all, so watched the whole thing. It was great. I've only seen season first two. I haven't seen third season yet. I have to go back yeah. and watch it. Um, really good, really good. Um, although yeah, it's really funny because they can't film right now, and the kids are going to get really old. So when they do <laughs> filming again, it's going to be really weird. So shock it, nineties. It'll be nineties then. It'll yeah, yeah. So yeah, look, life's been fine. Just saving some money and. Uh, getting my shit together nice i'll tell you um, a good hidden gem that i've discovered on netflix in the last few weeks is uh dead to me season one was out for a while season two dropped today very good show it's easy to get hooked into nice dark comedy into it you know so check it out cool um i sent you a message in whatsapp there nick you check something for me tanky um yeah um what were we talking about? Wrestling, I think. That's good. What's that? Wrestling. What, what is wrestling? Is going on? Wrestling. We're done with that joke, Fitz. It went full circle last week. The old yeah, old wooden ship thing is done. No. St- What's no. old is new? What's old is new. What's <laughs> dead may never die. Oh, watching Scott Steiner as well during that time is fucking phenomenal stuff. Oh, I forgot that run. That run yeah, terrible. and they do like to pose down and they're having all these like games and arm wrestling with Triple H and... Uh, and oh the real the real coup of all that whole thing between rumble and thingy is the formation of evolution oh yeah beautiful when you wake up one evolution. more an evolution has passed you by you know that promo um hmm. so watching them kind of come together and batista's kind of uh, getting more like main events now and like tags teaming up with flair against like Kuti and goldust and goldust got electrocuted and um yeah it's been good it's been good Kind of getting. No, I really. I'm trying to push forward to get to WrestleMania because I know the Rock's going to be heel going against like the Hurricane and those. Oh, segments. the heel run. Oh, that Rock heel. Yeah. Run. That heel run. Lads, really lads, kind of... Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Twenty years ago. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm really pushing. Gonna... And John Cena is just coming into his uh, rapping groove. Oh God. 
He's only just started kind of doing the raps, and uh, he's was like he giving kids cancer back then, or was that something new? <laughs> That's something new. That headline was hilariously just poorly written. Like, what was it? Uh, John Cena visits. What was it? Visits kids. Kids with cancer. What was it exactly? What he grants grants wish for kid with cancer or some shit like that. I can't remember exactly, but it was worded to sound like Cena had given the kid cancer. It was truly spectacular. Um. Surprises yeah. kid with cancer. Oh, that's so, what yeah, it is. Let's start a random topic before we uh, get into anything serious. Oh, that's the best one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah we we literally so, first uh, hour. I've, like, yeah. I have another friend of mine who's uh, recently moved home, and um, he's been going through some old wrestling magazines. And uh, this is this is a quote now, and I quote: "Also, I've been going through old wrestling magazines." In 2000, when WWF slash WWE legit had the best wrestling product in the world. There were people writing in to the magazines uh, letters to complain that D'Lo Brown was, wasn't was getting pushed and shitting on Austin for hogging main events. Oh, man. <laughs> so two, oh. Things, two things are clear to me here now. First thing is they're never happy. No. Smacks have always been around. Mm-hmm. Never happy. Austin's on top and they're moaning. So I don't care if Roman's on top or whoever it is that they're moaning about now. I, I That just went... Because one thing I hate about wrestling is people moaning. And especially people picking on certain companies uh, when there's like real hypocrisy going on. So I think that's really, really annoying. So, uh, but yeah, th- people are never happy. And uh, D'Lo Brown getting a push. I mean, Off that's like... <laughs> what, what, what kind of comparisons can we make to D'Lo Brown? People wanting D'Lo Brown to get pushed and then him being what he is or was and then Austin hogging the main event. So I think Austin one is the Roman one. Well, yeah, not really Roman. because he's not really... Black. Yeah, Roman well, really never was like that polarity that Austin, he was never that big. You know what I mean? Man, have they had anyone not as big as Austin? No one will ever be as big as Austin no, potentially ever again. That's but thing like, isn't it? Cena punk. maybe Tease punk with it until he yeah. left we never got punk, to that level punk was pretty much universally over I think Cena could be the closest comparison yeah. to that one the D-Lo one you had that for a long time with Zack Ryder I guess yeah. and me, like, me ev- especially everyone has everyone has yeah. that kind of lower card guy that they really want to see do well you know Gordo has Tyler X and he still has a hard <laughs> on for Tyler X God only knows why R.I.P. in pieces gotta be the dreadlocks <laughs> Everyone has that one person where they're like barely making the card ever getting squashed and they just want to see them do better. And for some reason, that guy clearly had a hard on for D'Lo Brown. Whoever thought I'd say those words come out. Uh, as Gordo said in the chat here, um, D'Lo Brown can fuck off. Because he's a dick to us at TNA. <laughs> does Nick, you might love, um, I don't know if you listen to Solid Monster Sounds Off, um, but he does. No, I know of him, but I don't commit yeah. to any of his audio. Um, I listen to it every week I have done for years but in the last couple of months um, every he did it for loads of weeks in a row and now he does it as a special occasion it's thing called RSPW Rewind so it's the old Google forums so I don't know if this was MSN chat or something but they're stored on a Google form or some shit so it's the old chat rooms during the Attitude Era about things people were complaining about oh amazing because there's no uh, Twitter back then so you don't know right exactly so this was basically the Twitter of the day and it's people complaining that The Rock is never going to make it and all this sort of shit it's fucking amazing <laughs> but he puts up those RSPW stuff on his YouTube channel to save you having to find them in podcast episodes just look up Solomonster on YouTube and it's RSPW Rewind 
um you'll love it. it some of it has me in stitches and some of the worst ones oh, he yeah. plays circus music underneath it and it just suits it so well um but it just shows also, you people are saying wrestling fans are too miserable today they were just as bad back then. oh my god man no I mean, public thanks, to say it back then thanks for pointing out that alvarez just can't give a number as well because it's it's yeah it really annoys me like i mean i i don't actually pay too much attention to that kind of stuff anymore because he can't yeah but and, it, uh, it's so funny though I think yeah. To be honest, it's got to the stage now where I just laugh and go, "Ah, just you're you're very yeah. funny now." Like, you just you just can't you just can't give a credit when the credits due sometimes, and it yeah. just looks really good. Yeah, so. it's funny. Um, it is. Look, it is. Sure. You have to find some entertainment these days. Like mm. everything in the news is misery and bore, and everyone's bored at home and stuff. If I can find something to make fun of on Twitter, I'm gonna have some fun with it. Like, I'm just going to do that. It's just in my nature. I'm going to mock some people. Or even if they're going to have a Firefly Funhouse match, can we just enjoy it for the entertainment value and not go (laughs) off critiquing it like it's a fucking Okada main event at Wrestling Kingdom? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I loved it. I got my mind off this horrible situation in the world for Mm -hmm. whatever time to time it went on for. So that's a fucking five star for me. Yeah, exactly. The style of NWO t-shirt that John Cena was wearing wasn't the style they would have had in that time, so I don't know if it's... I, I can't... <laughs> do, you know, do you know what the best part about the whole thing was? Is, I think Alvarez said this. He said, he, he the Boneyard match was believable, and then someone said, what about the teleportation, the Undertaker? And he goes, no, the length of time AJ Styles was pandering at the top gave Taker the time frame to get behind him. And I was like, look, if that's what you're going to, like... <laughs> <laughs> comparing it to then your 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 argument is so not credible it's not even funny and it's a shame and, though yeah it just sometimes lost. Alvarez comes out with some great criticism some great lines every once in a while where you're thinking geez you actually know what you're talking about and then he comes out with stuff like that and you're like dude come on I, I want to be sound to you but you're just being a douche mm-hmm. I don't hate the man but I mean just like you can't go off and say this isn't realistic and then say yeah that's realistic yeah but then he, he teleported no no but he didn't because no 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 yeah i'm just like it's consistency that's all i find is, is a big is a big problem with them they'll praise but things somewhere commentary. oh that was brilliant and it, i'm kicking myself because i watched that episode or that youtube clip i was like did he just go on a rant about morrow being at 110 Morrow wasn't on that. There was no commentary during the match, and I just went off and I did something else. I should have posted that. Imagine all the likes we'd be getting now, lads. Second, <laughs> that was weeks ago. Like that was the Morrow after Mania or the NXT after Mania. But you're lucky. I wonder do do those lads just go off and say, "Ah, yeah, let's go off and troll here and get some get some people talking," and they don't I'm, actually mean half the shit they say. Why not? I reckon you could. Why not? I, I mean, if you so, got names like that, yeah. You know. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Oh, publicity is good publicity. That's mm-hmm. it. Um, they're on Twitch now. Ah, what's going on? Kit. Sorry. The, <laughs> the seals thing was playing in my ears. I was like, what's after <laughs> happening? I thought I played it. I was like, oh no, I have to cut this out because it's real music. Um, but Speaking I actually just seals, did I press play on. Did you go down and see the seals in Galway? Or was that in your 2K? It's in our 5K now, but yeah. it wasn't in the 2K. I was blessed. It was in my 2K, so I went down a couple of times and watched the Dolphins. And... Nice. Nice. Um, did anybody watch Dark Side of the Ring this week? No, I didn't get a chance to actually. I haven't done oh. it. <laughs> so good. Cocaine hookers and wrestling. 
<laughs> oh, it's perfect. It's everything you could have possibly wanted. So this is something I knew nothing about. Me and Fitz were talking about this last week. I didn't know who Herb Abrams was. I didn't know what the UWF was. No clue. So you get all the backstory on that. Um, I noticed there was like um, these AEW type comparisons within a few minutes. It was guys leaving WWF who were looking for creative freedom, uh, looking to get pushed, all the sort of stuff we've had over the last couple of years with AEW. Um, and it was this eccentric multi-millionaire type guy as an outsider who was getting into the wrestling business. I was like, this is all sounding very familiar. Um, but then it becomes very much ECW, except Paul Heyman is on crack in this one. <laughs> that was the other thing. Um, he tells a story about, or one of his friends tells a story about there's hookers in a room and he tries to cut them a check because he's got two different bank accounts. He's got one that's in a lot of debt and one that's in a lot of credit. And if people are asking him if he has the money, he rings the bank manager or his accountant or whatever, and they read out the account that has the money in it. You know, not talking about the one that he's in massive debt on or has no money in. <laughs> he's writing checks for hookers. And they're like, no, we're not taking any more checks to keep bouncing. So the two boys that are outside the room come in and uh, he has to jump out the window completely naked <laughs> to get away from them. <laughs> um yeah, he was running around the street. Uh, there was the thing about his death then, and uh, it's going to sound funny, and the guy died or whatever, but look, this is the way they framed it. Um, so he's in his office. He apparently has his life all together, and he starts doing coke again, and there's hookers in his office, and he dies basically chasing hookers around his office, covered in cocaine and baby oil, and chasing them with a baseball bat. I mean, that's one way to go out. I mean, and... And this was the moment of the whole episode. I nearly dropped dead laughing. Herb Abrams left this world doing what he loved. Cocaine and hookers. (laughs) (laughs) And he said it completely seriously. (laughs) Dead fan. Big funny moment in this week, actually. He was a really good addition. It was very good. The other one was the dog. moments where they called him a money mark setting up his own promotion. I was like, oh, is this AW or what? (laughs) It was pretty funny. Um, But he has a snow white dog. It's about time Tony Khan got some heat on this this series, this season of Dark Side of the Ring. Vince McMahon's been getting all the heat so far. It's about time (laughs) someone gave Tony Tony Khan a kick. Vince will get it all back next week. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. I don't even want to know. It's going to be brutal. Well, there's one more, isn't there? The British Bulldogs is next or something. And then it's Owen Hart. No, Road Warriors. Or the Road Warriors. Sorry, the Road Warriors is next week. Um, Vince is getting fucked twice in a row, so. Yeah. yeah. Um, his dog was a snow white dog whose name was Koki. <laughs> uh, you couldn't write it. No, and then Mick Foley was asked, you know, they were like, they had all these talking heads, they were like, what do you think he'd be doing now if he was still alive? And Mick Foley just starts laughing and goes, time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I have to go watching that now. Oh, it's brilliant. It's just as good as we thought it would be. There's so many cocaine, so much cocaine and hookers, I should say. It's been a great season for learning about things in wrestling this season. I mean, Mm. I didn't know about half the topics. This this UWF Herb Abrams one, um... I didn't know anything about David Schultz and what was the other one? The um, the French lad, the French Canadian lad. Oh, oh um, Dino Bravo. Dino Bravo. Dino Bravo. Yeah, it's been great. Like really learning, and uh, they've been really serious. Like once, Do you know, mm-hmm. like people like getting shot and cocaine and fucking dying, and oh, it's it's incredible stuff. This is like the cocaine season, though. Like there's so many oh. episodes where cocaine is just prevalent. <laughs> so this is the time that we're talking about narcos. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that came from this episode that I thought was that they could make a movie, like a motion picture out of this Herb Abrams UWF story. It would be phenomenal stuff. Oh, absolutely. The Wolf of fucking UWF or whatever. Yeah, oh, there you go. the title absolutely. of the movie. <laughs> yeah. I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> and what a closing scene that's going to be. Him chasing hookers around, covered in coke and baby oil with a baseball bat. Way to rest the show. Danny DeVito would be great. Too old. Oh, now. God, yeah. <laughs> oh, Danny, no, he's this already, is... he's... Go on. No, sorry, go on. I was just saying, this is Oscar-worthy stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Danny DeVito is already used to being naked and uh, covered in oil and jumping out of couches and shit. So he's <laughs> well prepared for that role. He can chase with a toe knife. Just to update the references. Um, I had to have a good laugh at this story about the new WWE TV show that they're doing. The Pawn Stars type thing. Oh, yeah. uh, Triple H and Stephanie will host a new show for A&E called The Quest for Lost WWE Treasures. The show will feature Hunter and Stephanie leading a team of collectors and wrestlers around the country in an attempt to find iconic and lost WWE memorabilia. If only there was some guys that they had under contract that would be really good at this show that just missed them, huh? Sean Strowman. Strowman, yeah. <laughs> but it seems to me, like I made a note here, that this is the type of show that could get very popular. Those types of shows are hugely popular. Um, I like them as well. Like, I loved Pawn Stars and all those. They're great. Crap. It's great doing nothing, just throwing something on TV. Like, it's just trash TV that's just, you don't mm-hmm. have any backstory. I just throw it on episode Total episode. Divas. Um, the, the YouTube you know story you don't know yeah. if we did that thing three weeks ago but it didn't happen this time you know <laughs> and titties true um, but it's something that I think that they could have used Z- uh, Ryder and Hawkins for but I think it will be popular in the mainstream and of course they had to have Triple H and Stephanie there of course it'll I think they know it's going to be a big show wrestling, so you know she invented it yeah, and in we had Stephanie in uh, TV for a while, so I think it's about time she got something. Imagine yeah. if they did an episode where they actually go to Ryder's house and they explore through all his old historic figures that he collected over years. That's the so funny things, Mister Ryder. Where <laughs> did you get these figures from? <laughs> if they do LJNs, like Ryder has all these old prototypes. Like mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen his show where, like, he's got ones that were, oh, I can't remember the name on them, but they were the ones that they did. They had a massive version of the figure to do it, the smaller ones for scale. So they'd have a more detailed version of the figures. He has all of them. <laughs> it's, so if they do LJNs, they're kind of going to have to go to Zack Ryder's house. So I think they're going to steer clear of that. Uh, to be fair, yeah. Zack Ryder, he's had a career in WWE for what, 15 years? Mm. Between his edgeheads and everything that went with it. He's probably spent at least like a quarter of his total salary on action figure merch over the years. It's hilarious. I hope that... Well, the good thing is at least he'll be able to get a lot of the money back because he can sign a lot of this stuff and sell it to people. Do you know what I mean? He can... Macho Man Randy Savage prototype signed by Zack Ryder. I'll throw an extra tenner on it. I think you'd pay more without the signature. (laughs) I'd be happier without the marker, please. (laughs) Oh, man. But yeah. Um... (laughs) What do you want to talk about? Wednesday, Monday, life. Oh, we're on the wrestling life. already. Actual yeah, wrestling. Yeah, it's a bit early, isn't it? That's why it I was hesitant. Very early. Yeah. UFC tomorrow night, lads. Yeah, I'm. Ooh, I'm completely loud. out of the loop. I'm out of the loop completely. I need to look this I up. I hope Tony Ferguson beats 
Justin Gaethje because I want to see Ferguson and Habib and I'd be really sad if it goes the other way never gonna happen never gonna happen yeah you think Gaethje's gonna beat him no I mean Ferguson will never face Habib they've tried and tried and tried and tried and tried it's just not gonna happen what's the story with the venue I'm assuming it's just like it's in Jacksonville Daly's place maybe no not Daly's place it's in Army Arena something like that but I don't think they got in early enough to get the fans I think the fans aren't allowed in for another week or two at best so it's going to be empty arena I think it was as Steve said on the chat during the week that you're going to be able to hear the slaps so if someone gives a proper head kick you're going to hear it I think Um, with MMA it's a sport that's kind of it wouldn't do the worst on like when they're I mean we've seen bits of it with Ultimate Fighter as well yeah I was about to say it's basically like an Ultimate Fighter I mean they have the people at ringside and stuff but yeah it's similar enough like Oh yeah, um, completely. Like you're going to miss the buzz of like a, a fucking Conor McGregor riling up the crowd or someone with the underdog comeback and everything. You're going to miss that element of it. But typically, if a fight is kind of you know cagey and a slow build, the fans don't really add much to it unless they get bored booming, and restless. <laughs> yeah, so like it's not going to take too much away from it ultimately, unless you have you know a big oh my god finish and you don't have the roar of the crowd to kind of enhance it. But other than that, it's not going to be missed too much, I think. Man, Gordo saying in the chat there, throw an extra mics around the cage to amplify it. But yeah, some of those, what's it going to be like if it's a cagey, um, excuse the pun, but a cagey kind of uh, grappling match where not much is happening or the guys aren't throwing strikes? That's going to be miserable without the booing crowd. I I would imagine there's probably a a monetary bonus involved for these guys to put on a more entertaining fight. Oh, God. If if not, there fucking better be. And if I was one of the fighters, I would go ahead with that mindset anyway. Like I would go in, going, no one's here, people are bored. If you go in with a with a shag and drag fight mindset, then that's their problem. They that's don't deserve just, to. Be. Yeah. Make it K one for the week weekend. Yeah. Instead. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, there isn't really anything else. The Bundesliga is coming back next week. Football, yeah, buddy. Do you want to hear something? Like, yeah, regarding football. Go so on. what was it? Yeah, Bundesliga is back, but apparently goalkeepers are not allowed to shout because that gets more opportunity to uh, have bacteria particles through the air. What? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just wear masks. Like everyone wear masks. Be grand. Well, I think if they're going to let people play football, you can't stop what the game is like. Yeah, you can stop no. fans coming in and you can stop that, but if you're going to stop saying, start saying you can't do this and you can't do that when you're playing, then I think take a hike. Just yeah. you don't have it. Yeah, one way the or another. They're already wearing gloves. Like, I mean, it's just, it's yeah. <laughs> they've already proven that you know transmission through um, respiratory breathing is is extremely low at the best times anyway. Yeah, Plus, ultimately, you have to forget there's a football that are, is going to be touched by practically every person on the pitch anyway. So, like transmission through just sheer contact of the football is more likely to happen than people breathing within a, a ninety yard radius in an open air stadium. Come on, apply a little bit of common sense here. The best one I saw was um, the Premier League wanted to bring in 30-minute halves instead of 45. What difference is that going to make? 15 minutes and they're not getting coronavirus. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) I presume it's no sense. (laughs) It's to do with the fact that the lads have had kind of a weird off-season that they might not be fully fit. And also, they're going to try cramming games into a shorter time period as well, so it's going to reduce the fatigue on the body so they can play more matches over a short period of time. So if they're going to decrease the length of time of the games, are they going to decrease their pay by that length of time, by that percentage as well? Oh, no. (laughs) Chat, please. 
they, they lose ad, ad revenue though because Obi is better. Oh, the same move. That's, uh, nah, the, that's fine. The, the best thing I did see was a German club, Borussia Mönchengladbach, have a function on their shop website where you can actually buy a cutout and upload your image to the cutout. And they'll actually cut it out for you and stick it onto seats in the stadium so that in the entire stadium that they have, it's going to be fully covered with cutouts of human people, real people. And I presume they're probably going to pump in some audience noise into it as well. So I you hope it's the get... uh, SmackDown fan noise from today. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be weird. Like, cause imagine if you're like building up to an attack and you score and you still have their weird little mumblings. Uh, you're, going to, you're going to need someone with a soundboard who's got ready fucking clips that if, you, if the home team score, hey, if, the, if the away team score, boo. You can and make if they miss, if they miss an open goal. Image. What if they miss an open goal? How dare you? You could just have <laughs> Greta clips. Just, it's, I like this idea of playing the sound clips in, and I'd like to apply for this job. Hmm. Oh, that'd be a class job, actually. What an intuitive way to use someone's skills during this time period. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. The other, <laughs> the other rule they brought in is that you won't be able to make five substitutes as well, but you're only going to have three opportunities to use them, not including halftime. So you can't make five individual subs, which waste a lot of time. You're going to have three potential opportunities, so you're going to have to bring in two at the one time and so on. But that makes sense as well. To be honest, I think that should be a rule anyway uh, because it really kind of enhances the game and makes tactics a bit more prevalent as well. If you have a bench where you can drastically change games by bringing on more attacking players or more defensive players and really have a tactical masterpiece, like you can in American football where you can really change your formations at the drop of a hat. True. Yeah. Um... Do you want to talk AEW first and then we can do all the WWE and then the predictions in the one go? Oh, predictions. Yeah. Pay per view. Pay per view. Captain AEW, kick us off. Who's that? You. Yeah. <laughs> Admiral? Admiral. I was just thinking, you know, a higher. I don't know even if that's a higher rank. It's just a different rank. This, it felt like the return of the big shots really enhanced this show this week. Uh, just having Mox with the championship belt, you could. I don't know if it was live, live, what? live, or pre recorded on the nope. day. Live, live. Uh, considering the, odd, the commentary didn't work at the start, I gotta say, live, live. It was 100% live, live. Excellent. Because I know NXT isn't fully live, it's still kind of recorded on the day or a week in advance. Mm hmm. Um, but um, the no, some some savage stuff. The the main event, the tag match, greatest crack no disqualification ever. or pinfall anywhere, false count anywhere. Sorry, street uh, fight, wasn't it? The sex gods versus uh, ring, so Kenny and mm-hmm. Matt. The different versions of Matt Hardy was great. I wasn't expecting that at all. Uh, but the they did have that over. thing with fucking Lucha, not Luchasaurus. Why do I keep calling him Luchasaurus? What's his friggin' name? Excalibur. He's like, it's Damascus, and he's come out from the ice. You're like, shut up. He just makes everything sound so uncool when that happens. And then you had Tony Schiavone going, oh my God, JR, it's Damascus. Did he do a tope? <laughs> it was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. JR mm-hmm. does not like his job. <laughs> it's just uh, brilliant. It felt so good having JR back this week, though. Mm. He just, like, I know he says, he says things wrong, gets names wrong occasionally. But just hearing his voice makes everything sound better. And to be fair, I haven't enjoyed commentary in WWE since he's left, with the exception of Mauro Ranallo when he doesn't go for 55 minutes at 110, you know. 
<laughs> Gordo has said it said something into the super secret production chat. Six nine is trending in the United Kingdom. Oh, Gordo, God. we need to know. Did he snitch on Prince Andrew? What happened? Do some do some research for me there. Figure out what's going on. Investigative journalism. Do it. Nikki's muted. He can't hear, so you don't need to do work. Oh, he's good. He's good. He's just talking. <laughs> Sorry, what's uh, it? Jake the Snake Roberts, bring him back to the snake. Apparently, people were uh, getting upset and all kind of uh, white nighty and kind of uh, oh. socially upset about that that segment. Unlike people, 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 people. Just enjoy the only, yourselves. The only thing I can see why people would be a little bit upset or disturbed by it was when Jake got down and kind of mounted her. That was a little bit uncomfortable. That but... was the point. Don't get me that wrong. Was, I that was the sweetest peach. It. Yes. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I was disturbed by it. Oh, I'm no. just saying I can see how people would be. Because, yes. you know, how dare he force himself upon the lovely Brandy Rhodes, our he Lord Force Savior. himself. He took a nice distance. He was wearing clothes. She was wearing clothes. She... He whipped out a snake and put it all over her face. <laughs> you know? it, was, it, was, <laughs> it was social distance dry humping. <laughs> Well, me and Gordo and Nikki as well we were talking about it um, while the shows were on the lads were watching AEW I was watch, watching NXT so it was handy for us so we could tweet about both shows and stuff it worked out quite well but I hadn't seen the Jake thing live I, I must have been watching some tremendously entertaining cruiserweight action or something on NXT and um, he was like did you see what happened and I was like no and I went on and I saw everyone complaining about Jake the Snake and I just start Jake the Snake video comes up I go that is brilliant absolutely fucking brilliant and of course, if you look under the post that AEW posted the video, there's lots of white knights. There's lots of yeah. that. Just that should tell them that it worked. Yeah, that was the whole point was to be yep. uncomfortable. But I was like, is the AEW uh, fandom not full of white knights? Is that not their thing? Yeah, no, no, yeah. Their, their fandom is just um, WWE or shitbags. Yeah, uh, but uh, also does it... is doing an Instagram live. Ah, that's why he's trending from prison. Who's he? <laughs> Gordo, get on that. Find out who he's snitching on. We need the deets. Yeah, it's a case of them, and and also that they love everything. That's the other criticism. They do tend to love everything they do. So it was very interesting to see them biting back a little. They're like, wait, we don't want this. Please stay with them. Get rid of those weirdos. Nobody likes them. Not even the AEW fans like them. <laughs> the other thing that I, I remember people got really upset about with AEW was um, when uh, MJF was going on by DDP's daughters and people were like, oh, he's insinuating he wants to rape his daughters. I'm like, oh my God, that is completely not what he said or what like, he meant. One of, I'm just one like, of the interviewers. Like... <laughs> I'm just like, that's <laughs> completely taking the whole thing out of context and creating a specific narrative. That's just not the intention here. I'm just, I don't know. I just, I just try and block those things out. I just try and dry myself. I don't. He try. Out. He said he was going to bang his daughters. It's totally different. Totally, <laughs> totally different. <laughs> because it's DDP's own moniker, bang, yeah. bang. Thank you, Fitz. Yeah, like like Lexi Naird is his daughter, the one who was the interview. His daughter and his daughter, his stepdaughter, I think. There you go. Yeah, but I think not, he's not like, even blood. Grand. And he's actually divorced recently from that wife. So technically, so he's not even his daughter anymore. There you go. So there was huge problems with that MGF promo, basically. So basically, <laughs> she, she's fair game, like. Uh, yeah. I think she is single. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, like, I like the the Jake the Snake thing. Woody I thought Allen it was great. I, anything <laughs> with the Jake the, I would have loved if that Jake the Snake thing happened in front of a crowd. Yeah. Mm. That's the other thing. Can you imagine the screams? Oh, it is great. 
it is a very uncomfortable experience seeing that snake on somebody though i have a fear of snakes i hate and the way them. he kept dropping it on her face yeah like because it was like oh, going over here and jake's like places. no 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 he's like on the face on the face now yeah That's you know the reason well, i liked it the most right and it, it's in a weird kind of retributory kind of way was that you know for the longest time brandy's gotten criticism since dynamite started and rightfully so for the nightmare collective debacle that she was fronting up uh, but even more so that the promo she cut before that match with Lance and QT Marshall, that, you know, she gave off this whole, you don't know me, I'm better than you. I, I can't even remember exactly what she said, but that was the vibe I got from it. You know, you don't know me, don't fuck with me. You know, you know, Cody, you know his family, but you don't know me. And then she got her come up and straight away by getting a fucking snake dropped on her face. You know, so... While we give credit for to Vince McMahon for the, the things he did in his career, you know, he was always happy to make himself the butt of the joke. I'll give Brandy a lot of credit for here for taking literally one in the face for this. <laughs> He's in your end though. No, no, well the snake tried to go there too. He did. He sure did. Um, no, Brandy, no, Brandy, Brandy took one for the team here. Fair play to it. Yeah. yeah. And she's kind of portraying that character well. She's leaning into the criticism that she's organically getting online. Of people not liking her on-screen presence uh, as a valet for cody she is absolutely perfect that fits her abilities perfectly but if she's going to kind of have a more dominant on-screen personality then it needs to be someone that gets shit on like this yeah yep. what you said there about her uh, leading like she realizes what people are saying online she's really good at that because people were online and the nightmare collective was terrible and that went you know she's really good at reading online and kind of figuring out what people want with her and then kind of trying to go in that direction fair play to her for that yeah god help her she's um, not a great actress but you know anyone can take a snake in the face <laughs> <laughs> that's not even an innuendo I don't even know what that is anymore <laughs> um, yeah the the other thing then was Moxley beats Kazarian and then he gets the beat down another uh, the Dark Order thing they need to see all those shots it was very similar to the last time not as egregious with missing shots but Jesus, they need to learn how to stomp or something. They, I can't, I I can't get into them because of that. But I didn't anyway. notice anything this week. Yeah, have have a, no, have a look at it again. It's, well, to I'm be not, fair, there was seven people trying it, to beat up the one person, so getting angles and oh no, this been a bit difficult. No, many times it was just two guys on either side of Moxley, and they're not even touching him. I'm like, guys, get the camera away. <laughs> it's just yeah. it, anyway, it doesn't matter. But Luke Harper, Brody Lee is going to challenge uh, John Moxley. Mm. And Ambrose and Harper main event in WWE WWE uh, main event main event yeah yep. I, he's okay the last that. person I would have expected why uh, if you look at the, the rankings that they give out though like the, Cody's number one in the rankings he can't challenge for a title number three and four in the rankings are the people that are two people that are challenge, uh, challenging for well three in the rankings is um, Kenny yeah, Kenny, who's the tag champ, so like they're, keep, they're kind of keeping the division separate. And Brody and then four. I know uh, he's the fourth is um, what's called oh Lance, Lance Archer. So he's challenging for the other title. So technically, yeah. in the he's rankings, the next available. Even though he's like yeah, fourth, fourth or fifth in the rankings, he's the next person technically. Wins and losses yeah. matter, Steve. Wins and losses matter. Four no, he was four no. But it's Dean Ambrose and Luke Harper in the main event of the fucking pay per view. This I was can't... always going to happen though. Like I don't understand why this is a, a big deal. And you like you could look at Matt Hardy, you could look at Chris Jericho, all these guys coming over from WWE. Eventually, sooner rather than later, you're going to have a WWE main event pay per view on AEW. Get it out of the way early. Get people talking about it early, and just move on. 
it makes sense storyline of what they're doing. You, but you I think, do wonder if they're going the TNA route a little bit here, where you know that's TNA the thing, isn't it? Then they make names and they push them in front of everyone mm-hmm. else, and then people are like, okay, it's just old people from WWE. They have to be smart to a degree as well, you know, try to capitalize on people's name value while the company is still in its infancy and trying to grow a, an audience which has already been struggling over the last few weeks because of the lack of viewership because of the pandemic. So, you know, you're not going to have unheard of guys. You're not going to have a Darby Allen per se main event while the core fans will enjoy it. It's not going to bring in anyone else. But if you see Brody Lee slash Luke Harper main eventing against John Moxie, Dean Ambrose, casual fans will know those two names and when the pay-per-view gets hyped up and they see the local ads on Facebook or whatever leading up to the week before the pay-per-view they're going to go oh I recognize those two those two guys I might watch this it's 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 obvious marketing ploy and logically I don't see a problem with it creatively they could have done a hundred different things of course but I can't criticize them for it I think they maybe might be doing it because there's no fans and it's a good opportunity to kind of test that yeah, water. <laughs> yeah, in a, in, a, in a time where, yeah. you know, people can't judge via a crowd reaction, kind of, let's say you're there in Vegas and they're like, two WWE guys, boo, but like, you're not going to get that. You, I mean, look, it could be a cracker of a match. I mean, that's, mm. you know. My, my biggest criticism of this match is it's kind of like booking Bray Wyatt in a title match. How do you have this match without Brody Lee taking the title? I was going to say that. What if Brody Lee loses? It's kind of like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. So, so it, it, they're going to have to get creative. Was it the, the line that JR used? And was it uh, the Soup Boys? Or someone mentioned it a couple of times during the week where they said, you know, if you don't want a guy to lose a match, don't book him in that match to begin mm-hmm. with. Yeah. Uh, and I fear that they may hurt Brody Lee if he doesn't win the title or if they don't do a very good creative job of him not winning the title. Very yeah, wise. So if you don't. Hope. Yeah, if you don't want either guy to lose, why did you book the match? That's the... Yep. Yeah, so I, I, Moxley can afford to eat the pin or, or lose the title here, but I, I don't know how they're going to do it. I haven't been able to think about it properly yet. If Brody Lee wins right now, it should be a purely dominant win and establish him as this all-higher power that he's being portrayed so far. And then how do you portray Moxley losing that match and how does he recover from it is a different angle, but... It, they're going to have to do something good and creative with this to make sure people get carried along with the story. Undertaker Yokozuna Royal Rumble 1994. The Dark Order are the Jeff Jarrett Diesel, all those lads. Crush so test the big yeah. casket that we need to throw Moxley. In. Yeah, like it could be if that they car put... that he won off Tony Khan or, or off Jericho <laughs> that time. <laughs> bring a stipulation into it, gives them an out, but I. I, I agree. I, I like that idea of, you know, the Dark Order coming in and fucking shit up. And they've kind of teased that, you know, the Dark Order minions or whatever you want to call them. I can't. Is there a name for them? The following, the followers? Followers or something. I don't know. I can't. But they kind of have They're teased just... where, you know, they haven't been living up or they've been making mistakes and been punishing them. So helping him win the title at Double or Nothing could be some sort of good guy uh, reward or, you know, story come to fruition. I don't know. It. I don't know. I haven't thought about it enough about it to see whether I like it or not. It seems weird on the outside that they'd book this match so early just based on storyline. The two guys themselves are main event players anyway. I like what they've done with Luke Harper. With You know, the Dark Order had the crappy indie gear. Now they're yeah. wearing nice shoes, nice shirt, nice slacks, that sort yeah. of thing. So that's kind of cool. As well. that, that was kind of a cool little touch. Um, now all that happens is Luke Harper needs to get better gear because that gear does not suit the character. No, no. <laughs> It's, it's weird. 
I, I don't get it why they didn't you know he was off TV for what six months maybe a year you know Tsupa has been a, a, a good point of view you know oh, you yeah. had a year off why didn't you transform you know into like a big muscly guy or you know at least you know lose the, the belly or something like that and he, he debuts looking exactly the same wearing effectively the same ring gear as he wore in WWE it's a if you're going to come on a new promotion be new be different you know you wouldn't see Jericho playing the same character in two different promotions he's you know he, other than well I suppose he has within AEW and New Japan but you wouldn't Even see that crossover into, he did his New Japan character once in AEW face paint, yeah he did face paint in New Japan he has pain kind maker. of a pain maker yeah mm-hmm. but you'd never see him do that if he ever went back to WWE he'd be back to you know back to tights and yeah he'd have some variation of the WWE Chris Jericho that we've all known and seen so I, I agree with the lads that Brody Lee could have been different and definitely I would agree with you guys that the, the gear definitely needs to go mm. I think he needs um, to stop doing this Vince McMahon gimmick as well Cause or have some sort of payoff What's, yeah. I don't understand the payoff yet I don't know I, I think it's just yeah maybe if there's a payoff at the end yeah at the moment it's just him it just looks like he's the bitter ex-WWE employee and he's making fun of Vince and getting a ha-ha out of it and like to me I expect better from AEW. Like, come on, you're more creative than that. I expect better from you. That's what I want hmm. you for. So, I suppose the the only thing about that is that a lot of people wouldn't have known that what he was doing on Dynamite is old stories of Vince. To be fair, I didn't know some of them as well. So, a lot of casual fans and AEW fans typically are younger anyway. I don't know if they would have known that that's not demographic. Doing. It's all about <laughs> demographics, Tom. Well, by the way. Even by doing that, are the fans, you know, out outside of the joke? You know, that's a big criticism I know Steve had of the AEW product is that if you're not in the bubble, you get lost. Maybe they, they've kind of pitched him or, or they've portrayed his character and people aren't following it because they don't understand what he's doing. I think Joe... They've definitely taken that down a lot. They used to have stuff that happened on being the elite be be just unexplained and ha- and beat the consequences play out on TV. Mm. And they stopped that, thank God. I was like, guys, you can't. Even just show the fucking clip on. I know you, yeah. it'd be difficult to show a shitty BTE clip on national television or whatever, but yeah. the camera seems good enough. Yeah. You know, Joe yeah, has you a could, really good comment. But that's all gone, thing. thankfully. Go on. It says the Vince thing took away a lot of their mystique for me. It's not just the Vince thing. I think Luke Harper is speaking, seeing his face, seeing him wrestle, seeing mm. him in his gear. There's no mystique to him anymore. It's just he's a yeah. big guy with a beard who loves a good shtick. <laughs> mm-hmm. he, he, yeah, I, I'd agree with Joe, and I, I'd agree with you as well, Nick. Is that you know the the way he was portrayed before he debuted is he was going to be this higher power, you know, yeah. almost mystical, Undertaker esque kind of persona, and you see him and he's wearing suits and he's having steak dinners and right. It just it, looks like he's this kind of leader of some mob gang bullying little kids with masks on. Now, you mm. could go down the route of it being a cult, and that could be the in-joke, because, you know, AEW is a cult effect, apparently. So, <laughs> are they Did doing a parody of themselves? Who knows? That'll be clever. But it's weird. It, if there is I, a payoff, I though, I, I think it would be really cool. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are the books booked for the pay-per-view yet? Or are they staying at home because they've got young kids and stuff? And Not booked yet. But I'd imagine they'll have something, some sort of. I think they live anyway. far away, which is the big. They're in thing. California. And yeah. They're so Florida. So. Speaking um, of something that yeah. remind me, Steve, you were asking last week about you thought AEW taped until Double or Nothing. 
you were kind of mm. talking about that. Tony Khan was on the Unrestricted AEW podcast this week, and he shared a lot of insight. Really, really suggest listening to that. Aubrey Edwards and Tony Schiavone present it, and they're really great. Uh, but Tony Khan said he taped enough matches until then, and they could fill stuff with video packages. But since they knew they could do some more live shows, they got some stuff wrapped up. So they had enough kind of matches, wink, wink. Um, but they, um, so they did have until then, but then they realized, okay, well, we can do this. So then they, they stopped and they could do the live show this week. So that was, yeah. that was really interesting. Uh, I knew it's probably just going to be still from the other place. Yeah. I, I knew I had read it somewhere that they had mentioned that they have I remember tape. you. I, I remember that as well. So you yeah. weren't, you and weren't it was wrong. clever because they had like um, they had that one or two weeks where Georgia was about to shut down, and remember they had to get it all taped. And I was yep. like, Tony I Khan, goes, something they would have been crazy Tony, not to tape everything there. And that, he goes through case. it all. It's really interesting to hear him talk about it, and he said it really helped him with the NFL draft as well because he had time to oh, prepare, yeah. learn how to work from home, and all this kind of stuff. But the other thing you were saying about California and the Bucks, Aubrey Edwards lives in Seattle. She stayed in florida for two weeks in a hotel after everything and stayed around oh, so that's why she was like available but the young bucks had a family and stuff so they're not going to go back and back yeah, yeah. but a lot of people who are in the florida or that area of the of the country could drive say within six hours like jericho lives in tampa so he was able to drive up for example yeah. listen to the podcast actually i really suggest tony khan goes through the entire mindset and how they just dealt with the whole thing it's really really good Okay, cool. I have it downloaded on my phone. I guess. Next time walking the dog, it'll be thrown on. I'd love to hear a Vince McMahon version of that. <laughs> How they're well, taping Triple schedules. H gave us a bit of it a couple of weeks ago in that Corey Graves one, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Corey Graves one. That's the problem. Yeah. I'm not about the propaganda. Do you know, that's the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, do, um, do they try and, like, via Twitter or whatever, say, try to set up a match if they are able to get to the pay per view, a match with the revolt? Hmm. That's what, because that's why I was thinking. If they can't do the books, that's where I was leading with it. If they can't do the books and revival, because obviously, I mean, they're dead right to stay at home. Fuck traveling coast to coast when you've got newborn kids and stuff. Could they do a thing where the revival help Brody Lee beat Moxley or something? You know, to have them come in, or, you know, because I think they're going to have the revival at Double or Nothing. I'm surprised they weren't on AEW this week. If the books were in AEW this or on the TV show this week, I'd be fairly certain the revival would have been on that I, show i think it's too soon i think everybody is clamoring to see the revolt versus the young bucks that that is the big money match that shouldn't happen this soon we should be fucking teased and blue balled with this for months before we actually get it this is what's the one in august all out if, all out, if we yeah. if we can get to all out and if that is a show with fans and they want to do it obviously then you build a program around that where they come in as you know non-exclusive talent so they can do like tag league or new japan or whatever they want to do as well uh but they, they set up this match and they book it three months in advance and you play it out you tease it out you book it and they appear on random dynamites and set it up and beat other people beat the lucha house party or fucking lucha brothers whatever they're called you know you you can have so many matches with the revolt versus any other tag team in AEW to get them over as a, a talent within the AEW universe and then the payoff is that the Bucks are there at the finish line and that is the match Final that's what boss. I want exactly whether you put the, the belts on the Young Bucks beforehand so that the Revolt are fighting for the titles with the Bucks as a prize for whoever is the best tag team in the world gets these championships that's, that's something that could be good 
Sorry, a load of police cars or ambulances went past my house there. Sorry. Did they stop? Uh, no, I'm good. I, I don't have the Rona. Don't have the Rona. I'm good. But yeah, you could do a thing where the Revival are, um, get the AEW tag titles before the Bucks ever do. And that should be, oh, you know, that would be the best great. tag team in the world. I you love know, that. We got, we got your own tag belts before you ever oh, could. And, and they win them know. off of Kenny and Hangman. Yeah. Who, yeah. Supposed to, who, who, who were the other team who weren't supposed to have the titles before the Young Bucks or not even be a tag team? It's great mm, stuff. Exactly. That's what you I do. think the Young Bucks shouldn't have the titles for like another year and a half, two years. It'd be great. Mm-hmm. Watch them like get ever so close every single time. I'm getting to the stage now where I'm ready for the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega to actually take over. You know, they've sat in the passenger seat for long enough putting other people over and getting letting other people develop as stars. I'm ready for these guys now to show why they were perceived as being the best at what they did. And they, it annoys me the criticism that Kenny Omega is getting now. You know, people are saying, oh, he's not as good as anyone thought he was. And it's like, clearly that's not true. Kenny Omega is, is easily top five wrestlers in the world and has been for the last four or five years. Just because he's not booking himself to be the best in the world right now doesn't change what he's capable of doing. I'd like to see Kenny definitely step up going yeah. for the title because he's, he's been nowhere near the title picture yet. Yeah. So I feel like I'd like to see him step into there. 100%. You know, they have the whole thing, where's the real Kenny Omega? Yep. But we, we need the team. It's going to sound like a harsh question, okay? And I don't mean it to sound this way. If Kenny Omega had gone to WWE, don't you think he'd be in a better position Card-wise, exposure-wise, he would have been furloughed. <laughs> you have to be this tall to not get furloughed. <laughs> I think um, he would, but the fact that he has like a lot of creative control in AEW means he knows yeah. that his future is safe there, and he knows he he'll be able to do that later. So he's yeah, of course, to yeah. over in the meantime. So it, whereas in WWE, if you don't get up there straight away, you could just be fucking relegated mm-hmm. to mid card forever. Like if and I'm if fair, I'm booking this on uh, TEW or whatever or EWR. I'm sending Kenny Omega to WDB for a year and then he can go to AEW. Just so I get that New Japan Kenny Omega WrestleMania main event against AJ Styles or Daniel Bryan. Do you know, See, just a I'm year, a simple man. A year, I don't know if you would have got there for in a year. It's like the AJ but situation. I, you know, you need Vince yeah. you need to prove yourself to Vince before he's going to give it to you. So you true, true. But I, I'm booking the dirty brother. I have the file, you know. I'm the one messing <laughs> with the EWR file, sir. Uh, I keep him just over enough and then I bury him on the way out. You know, that's the way it's done. A libation, puff of all. There you go. The best hey, thing hey, I ever oh. did was stick that on a hotkey. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think it's like he, it's there, but you can't reach him. You're like, come on, Kenny, do Kenny Omega things. Do things, you know? like the, the stick, the poke of the stick. Yeah, yeah I don't know it's if you guys if WWE had uh, booked Kenny Omega like this, they'd be getting slaughtered like oh, yeah. no business. But oh, then AEW gotcha. does it and it's like, no, 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 the best of Kenny is coming. The best of Kenny is coming. It's supposed yeah. to be. Well, That's it is thing. because Kenny's booking Kenny right now. Well, I know yeah. Tony Khan has finally say over booking decisions, but I like I, I said this from the very, very beginning that we were talking about Dynamite that, and even before they started Dynamite on TV that Kenny was not going to be the main guy straight away. I, gen- I didn't think it would last as long and I know they're not a year into it yet so fair enough that things take time to develop and you always look back on things in hindsight and say okay they could have done things differently but uh, I because look at who you've got over in the main event picture without Kenny Omega you, you've got Jericho obviously he was going to be the first champion I, I don't think anyone was surprised by that 
you had Moxie coming in as the big first crossover star, I suppose, a live crossover star that was signed after AEW kind of started. Um, and then you've got Brody Lee, you've got Cody Rhodes, you've got uh, Lance Archer coming in now as new stars. They're all kind of developing into this main event picture. You, Everyone who watches Dynamite already knows that Kenny Omega is a star. So if you're trying to develop and get in new stars, you have to prioritize people who people already know to get the audience in. And then once Kenny Omega has, or once you've reached a certain point, whether it's a target for viewership figures or X amount of shows or X number of months in, that's when you unleash Kenny Omega. And if you book him properly and let him have those five, six, seven star matches that he's capable of having and book the storyline around the match rather than the match around the storyline, then you're really going to see what Kenny Omega can do. That's the other side of it, though, as well, where it's like, how long are you going to wait? Do you know that yeah. kind of way? It's like, you, when do you... You saw glimpses. You had the Pac and uh, Omega match, which was fantastic. Yeah, was that tag match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you've had that these glimpses. Match. People yeah. are telling me on... You know, you see on Twitter, and, and of course, Fitz, have you listened to Wrestling Soup from last night yet? I'm halfway through. Oh, the stuff about Jonathan Snowden. <laughs> to that. oh my god yeah. this guy wrote this fucking puff piece about Kenny Omega but that's that's the idea I'm talking about where it's like people are telling me this main event with, that Kenny was in was like there's your Kenny Omega you've been missing he's not he's never been gone he's right here I didn't get that I thought it, all of them were brilliant in it but I didn't get the the Kenny oh, Omega this main event? you know no, the, no. I don't know Kenny what they're talking have, about there. No, I thought I missed something. And I'm not going to do it. I genuinely thought I missed something. It was a very equally booked main event. Yeah. That's not Kenny Omega's style of match. You want Kenny Omega no. in a near falls, jumping out of your chair, fucking spilling Doritos on your table because you've hit the ball because you're so excited. He's had a, a knee. And, you know, that's the Kenny Omega <laughs> I want. Like, Naito Kenny G1 Finals 2017. Oh, like, that's Kenny. Mamma mia. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Fuck it to my veins! <laughs> Kenny Vega in a hardcore match with their suplex and on barbed wire. I'm like, ah, yes, look, anyone can do that. You know? Exactly. Yeah, it was, I thought I'd missed something. I was like, oh, maybe I, this copy that I uh, legally obtained uh, missed. I thought maybe they missed a part of the match. I was Genuinely, I was like, what he did I miss? He had shades because he did some bits. That yeah, the moonsault like was cool. And, and, the moonsault, yeah. no, it's I, just a spot. That's not... That, yeah, was, that was impressive. It was pretty cool. It was fast, but it was a spot in a match. It wasn't yeah. like... A, 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 like no. a, a match that didn't get me out of my skin like excited yeah. about like not knowing who's going to win kind of losing my absolute shit over mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah but are yeah. we going to so talk think, about the, the cart the I was about cart. to say you went oh. this long Stephen you haven't mentioned the cart at all oh well I had it in my intro to be fair um, <laughs> Great to talk cart. about you know um, Wrestlemania 7 is one of the greatest moments in history professional wrestling the, uh, Wrestlemania 30 Daniel Bryan you know uh, WrestleMania 32, Triple H and Roman. What a match. Oh, yeah. You know, things like that. <laughs> you were there to it live. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, sometimes you got to see these matches live to really appreciate them, Nick. You know, I mean, that was 45 years of sweet, sweet wrestling bliss. Um, but yeah, Sammy Guevara getting run over by a golf cart is right up there. Oh, he's <laughs> so mad. Like, what a champion. What a now, champion. Nick, I don't know how often you've been listening to it's recently. I'm pie. not a fan of Sammy Guevara. Guevara, Guevara. I, 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 look, I respect anyone that does it. I'm not, I'd be a dick for the laugh. I don't get Sammy Guevara, but I was like, holy shit. What don't you get? He, he's yeah, yeah, he just looks like a 12 year old. I, I, I can't that's get into it. I, 
I know what's the point, but I don't have to like it. Do you know what I mean? It's it's just an well, opinion. It's a good thing you don't like twelve year old. I think boys. it's really funny. <laughs> Uh, I think it, before the pandemic happened, one of my favorite things about AW was Sammy. Velveteen yeah. Dream. When he, kissed, when he kissed Jericho during that video, phenomenal. Oh. Like singing, singing Judas in the crowd the first week of the pandemic. Yeah. I think Sammy's All great. The cute cards. Yeah. I think being with Jericho is the perfect way to keep him busy yeah. while he starts to look a little older. And gets he fills out and grows some facial hair. His whole gimmick is that annoying little brother of Chris Jericho that you know has a bigger mouth than what he's capable of backing up, and he's got the the inner circle to back up. I totally get that. It's just it's the YouTube generation kind of thing. It's like the it's 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 like he just looks like hey guys today I'm reviewing this T-shirt and these pants that cut off well above your ankles. And he just he has that thing to me and I just I, oh. all I'm saying is I really enjoyed seeing him getting run over by a car that's what I like <laughs> I like when he told it as well they hit him and then he just went like sideways by like a meter but it was yeah. brilliant if you look really if you funny. look at the clip again because I've watched it many many times I compared it on uh, WhatsApp group to the lads you know when um, Taka Michinoku got thrown out of the Royal Rumble and they kept replaying oh, yeah, and bouncing the face <laughs> Jerry Lawler lost his shit he corpsed on air and he was like keep replaying it <laughs> <laughs> this is what I did with that clip on the AEW Twitter page I just kept scrolling it back on this is amazing because I got enjoyment out of a guy I don't like getting hit by a car I'm a simple man I'm a simple man that's one of Lawler's also... greatest parts of <laughs> yeah. WWE oh yeah, yeah. oh and I also enjoyed if you look back at it his footwork this is going to sound so weird I, I've seen it so much that I can analyse it to this level his footwork was incredible if you look back at it, it was, I watch a lot of boxing and MMA you, know, you notice the footwork stuff I was like, holy you, shit, that was brilliant. Did you read the comments under the video? Everyone's like, geez, I no. hope he's okay. His head snapped back off the cart. I was like, oh man. he pushed him. And, and I'll say one thing, right? I said it to Nick last night. I was watching it on Fight TV. And as Fight went off the air, and it went black screen, it had the signature at the bottom of the screen, it went to black screen. And for a reason, they had the audio still running. Yeah, and all you could hear... All you could hear was uh, Sammy Guerrero on the the comment or the on the audio over. It's like fucking nailed it, fucking nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, this is why I love fight TV coverage. Well, he he, he really fucking does. is the best. Yeah, yeah. I need to, I need to find well, um, fiver a month. <laughs> I I need to find a stream of that or you know pay for it or whatever and watch that because I heard Jr is I heard Jr is a shit show in between the ads as well I've oh, heard yeah. the odd clip here and there oh it's great but like I like that warts and all you get sick of WWE where you know everything what? is so perfect all the time you can listen to Jr and Jericho's podcast this past week or last week I uh, listened to Jericho's one didn't see yeah it was mm. Jr and Jericho's one it was really interesting and they talk about his book and stuff but one thing Jr says and you know what. He's an owl lad, and he knows he's an owl lad. And the way he just goes, one thing he said that stuck with me was, he goes, you know what? Sometimes I might get the names wrong, you know, but you know what? I feel like I create a story that's worth listening to that creates an overall story to a match and a product. And you know Mm -hmm. what? I'll take that because the story and he creates moments. I'll take that over him spelling Will Ospreay's name wrong or something like that. I don't care. So... Well, the what's the alternative? Welcome everybody to WWE Money Money in the Bank quali- What was it? WWE Money in the Bank contract qualifying opportunity. 
Ladder this long ass ladder match. Let me contract ladder match qualifying. Where the risk is worth the reward. Give their taglines is so fucking bad lately. It's bad lately, really is. Climb oh, the corporate ladder. Too big for this one is the best. This it's just too big for one night. The only it's been pretty bad. Too big. See, this is the thing. Give me JR calling Frank and Kazarian Christopher Daniels any day of the week. <laughs> I don't care. It doesn't bother me. All we need is a bit of Mary Sherrill in our lives. While we're still yeah. on AEW, sure. um, is it just me or does John Moxley have mid-card gear? Screams mm. mid-card to me. I, I want to wear those New Japan trunks because it's like walking mm. in, like I'm going to fight, and you know, I'm Suzuki but kind of American kind of thing. <laughs> like I do prefer the New Japan gear, right? But yeah, it's the character he kind of portrays in AEW though that yeah. kind of suit. This it's just casual. Totally, yeah. It just no. screams US title to me. Mm. Right. I'd agree I with... Did, I haven't noticed that before there. now, to be honest. I like... Um, I think he has the best entrance in AEW. You know, yeah. when the crowds are... Obviously, back when the crowds are there, the music suits it. He's and one of the few in there that has great music. The kids, yeah. What was the story with the kids backstage? And the hundreds of people backstage? It was really odd. I Is wonder that like if... open public ground, like the, the grounds of... The stadium maybe is that just kind of open yeah maybe because yeah because in at old trafford there's the munich tunnel and you can walk get you can basically get to the gates to where the bus comes in without being in the stadium so maybe it's a similar thing but i'm assuming it's a closed tv set at the same time so yeah. you can't really you know i don't know I, I think that i think a lot of people were like what are all these people doing there there was masks and i don't know i think wb would have been destroyed if that was shown yeah. But at the same time, I just think, at what point do you just let life continue? This virus can't be stopped until we're all sent home for a month with rations and we're not allowed to leave our house. You can't kill this thing. That or a vaccine. Or a vaccine, which, <laughs> I mean, there's still no... Is there a vaccine for, like, what, SARS and Ebola? I don't think there was ever a vaccine. There was. Do you know, I don't, was there for Ebola, yeah? Okay. There so wasn't, There wasn't a vaccine there, for one. SARS, I don't think there was one for SARS. So there may or may not be a vaccine. So at what point do... I know we're going off topic completely, but like at what point do you just let life go on? At, with restrictions, obviously. That's August where 10th. I am at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, do you want to take things can be done and, um, safely. Pay our respects to poor Kenzie Page. She, Kenzie uh, Page. she took a beating by Nyla Rose this week. Oh, I definitely watched that, yeah. <laughs> I can't remember the move exactly and I, I'm thinking a springboard moonsault wasn't it but Nyla Rose did some sort of high impact move and she Nia jaxed poor Kenzie Page I saw a clip on Twitter she did a swanton bomb and she yes, croutoned it, it yeah, yeah. yeah she hit the crouton it. bomb as Jeff Hardy calls it oh yeah <laughs> yeah 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 and then poor and then she fucking didn't even go for the three count she lifted her up on two to hit her with like two power bombs and then whatever she calls her finisher Oh, that was, that was, it was great though, and and the reason I say that was because you know, fucking short squash matches to prove dominance is a very underutilized thing these days. Uh, it it really has been coming to... back a good bit considering the old COVID. Um, but it has. But then you see Kenny Omega taking a fucking fifteen-minute match with some jobber, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, why? Okay, now this I'll play a little game. Now my memory is terrible, so. I'm assuming other people will know this, but can anyone remember the guy's name that Kenny Omega had that match with? Angel, no, something. Ah, there you go. So people kept telling me, "Oh, this guy is gonna—it's gonna make his name." He had that match with Kenny Omega. 
Anyone remember his name without Googling it? Oh, is that the lad, the, the jobber match where he... Yeah. Mm. No. Pineapple. Pineapple Pete. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Now, to be fair, we, we do a wrestling podcast. We have notes and everything. We write these things down and we tweet about them all the time. If we don't remember it, do you know? Are so you I don't... Forward? Anyway. Pineapple anyway. Pete next week, lads. Ah, sugar Dunkerton. I think that would be actually great crack. Oh, Gordo ruins it. We don't know if you Googled it, Gordo. You're 30 seconds behind as well. So fuck you. Ha! <laughs> um, <laughs> fucking man. <laughs> um, but anyways, it should exp- we've spent way more time talking about AEW than we ever have. And that should tell you what NXT was like this week. It was good. Wasn't as good. Didn't... Um, Gordo must have been crazy I thought it- when your man Cross came out. Yeah. No, that's the biggest thing about it. There was a lot of stuff that... I think that you were like, eh, okay, shit. You know, I thought there'd be more here. There was nothing wrong with the show. It was a good show. They built well, we it ju- basically as a mini takeover. They've done this before, and it's been kind of, they've, they've not done proper takeover matches. They build it as it, and then they kind of half arse the yeah. yeah. I saw that. I was watching it live, and you were like, how come Zaya Lee? You were like, Zaya, why, why is she here? That means five less minutes for fucking Velveteen Dream and Adam Cole now. And all these things kept happening, and we're like, oh shit yeah, this is going to be a shitty time. little TV match Aaliyah got time as well like what the hell is she doing yeah every one of these things that happened I was like no you should have just done the card as you advertised it Don't none of these extra matches you give all these extra give the extra time to the matches that could have and I, I'll ask I'll start before we talk about Cross okay which was class do you think Velveteen Dream was going to win the title nope no before, not, you're not in front of no fans they're not going to make the switch in front of no fans and no, what I mean before all the allegations. Oh, yeah, do you no, think I mean, the plan? Yeah, I think they would okay. in front of no fans. Too soon after all that, and then no fans as well. So, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I I kind of expected him to win the title. I don't know why. I thought maybe Cole's had his time now. Nah, but I mean, he's got the record, but still, I think I think they need to get they have the title off Cole. You need a big reaction and stuff, and with no fans, I just don't think they pulled the trigger on it. If they had that match mm. at TakeOver Tampa, then I could have seen him taking the yeah. belt and putting it on Dream. But with the way it's played out over the last few weeks, wait, where are we? We're in May, last month, and what's going to happen over the next couple of months, there was no need to change that title, especially with the allegations that came up two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Certainly didn't help. It would have been really overwhelming um, if he won, I feel. It would have been like... Uh, McIntyre. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Drew winning the title in the main event of WrestleMania. I was like, ah, cool. Oh, you have to feel bad for him. Jeez. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Karrion Cross and Scarlett, no last name. <laughs> debut. Unreal. Coolest entrance I've seen in a long time. Yeah, the end, they yeah. put so much production into it. I kind of Scarlett was a little over the top for my liking in her. How area. dare you? How dare you? And How where dare you? She wore way too much clothes. <laughs> How dare you! <laughs> um, she was the Black Canary. John Draper pointed it out on Twitter, and, and he nailed it. What? Black Canary. What's yeah. that? Uh, old, old uh, <laughs> character from DC Comics. Uh, <laughs> um, I didn't enjoy anything in part, but everything else is great. But that's the thing. I don't think this is what they're doing every week. No, this is. She, I can't see her singing or lip syncing the song every week I think that was the introduction you know because you don't have a crowd um, yeah I, I thought it was great Gordon changed his pants after this wait wait could Nine. you imagine how class that entrance would have been with a crowd oh. yep 
I guess one thing you can say WWE have finally done something a little better than AEW in the empty arena venue they've done debut they've done a debut better than AEW have so far uh, Matt Hardy nah nah Cross was better yeah I love I love Broken Matt I love the transportation thing you know, the teleportation thing it was great even no, with no, the no. odd jump cuts but uh, <laughs> the, the thing where the, the jobber was in the ring wasn't believable enough the Matt Hardy thing can't, can't buy it yeah. <laughs> yeah can't buy it sorry <laughs> Alvarez wasn't believable Dave he can't teleport he's not a fucking scepter what, what's the word I'm looking for a scepter go spectre I don't know words anyway Killer Cross so he kills this man as the smoke is still in the ring and that was the best part of the whole thing and I don't think people are talking about it enough the smoke was still there the the red lights were still there and that man was dead before he knew what happened yep great day it's great to see a snap cider as well how many that doesn't get done in WWE there you go yeah and the way uh, the way his leg was controlling your man or holding your man's arm back yeah. Oh my god, yeah. that's going to be great in real, like in a in a real competitive match environment. I can't wait till they book him in the mid card title picture with Lee Dijakovic, Priest, <laughs> everyone else that goes along with that as well. So. I don't, they've but... already teased him with like Champa and Gargano and kind of him being back in the segments and stuff. I reckon he's probably going to be upper for a while anyway. Speaking of Gargano, what a segue! Uh, do you like the that new? Was music? Far too smooth. Yeah, it, he got rid of the Paramore that. type music. Yeah, and he had to get new music, obviously. Yeah. So did uh, Candice. But I like the, so a lot the of act, as I say. I'm enjoying it. I was like, he's a heel. You're supposed to be complaining about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, not that there's anyone there, but they didn't want people singing think, along. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love how people complain. They think they're being really clever about it. Like, WWE's made this music shit. I'm like, well, no, you're supposed to not like it. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's what they're going for. You're not, you're not supposed to sing along with the heels music. Yeah, Nakamura, mm-hmm. Jericho, Nakamura, exactly, <laughs> Jericho. And then one thing I will actually really, really hold AEW to hard on: Jericho is as big a babyface in one sense as oh, ever. 100%. Yeah, like yeah. It, it's kind of like yeah, but Jericho's class, so I'm gonna forgive. <laughs> briefly, briefly back to AEW for a second because we didn't mention it. The closing shot in the with the fucking oh, the stadium and the ah oh, brilliant the big screen the one thing with the inner I, circle do you know the one yes. thing I got really really upset about was they didn't actually go onto the field oh I want yeah I was like you're right there just go onto the field I was, I just do it so, and there should have been like some training the Jaguars training or something <laughs> like with the ball it would have been so good yeah or you could have had someone you know one of the lads that wasn't too beaten up like the LAX lads that were there because obviously Sammy and all them were in the yeah. match and Hager had a large part of it. They could have been like, hey, Sammy, go along. And he runs down the pitch before oh. falls over and dies because he can't run. You know, it would have been great. But, but no, the, um, the visual with the inner circle on the screen. And Jericho, you can tell he's working TV because he was like looking around trying to get everyone yeah. over. Like, and he's just like, come on, make sure you're... Yeah, okay. Good night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's talking to the cameraman uh, just after... Is it, I think, just before the shield powerbomb thingy that to do? They're like, hurry up, hurry up to fuck, come on. And Jericho's like, are we on? Are we live? Are we on break? You could hear him say it and he's dragging the cameraman with him. So he's got to be helping them out big time, I'd oh, say. A lot of guys that are used to Imagine having him, given the TV experience kind of behind the scenes. Yeah. For, for someone like Sammy Guevara, who hasn't done that, and is like, so this is phenomenal stuff. Yeah, you can see he was like, what, the main event's going to be a street fight? Yeah, well, um, the closing shot is going to be the stadium, and I don't care what you say. That's exactly what would have happened. Someone had to say that. But anyway, NXT. (laughs) 
Uh, we won't go through too much of it, but yeah, Cross and Scarlet were brilliant. Uh, they obviously beat uh, not Leon Rush. Leon Ruff is I his know. name. Every time. <laughs> and to be fair, this so is weird. Leon Ruff's sixth, <laughs> it's his sixth match on WWE TV since the turn of the year. But like, he's cl- like, he they could have like called him he's clearly Leo Rush. He's like, it's clear. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think he could So he debuted like months before Leo Rush was even fired. So this isn't even a rib. I thought it was when I first saw when I first noticed him on TV. It was like the week after Leo Rush got fired, and said, "Oh my god, I can't believe they're doing this absolute dicks." And then I heard Sean Ross Sapp saying, "No, this was his fifth TV match in 2020 under this name." Jesus. So it's it's just a weird kind of coincidence that they've actually done this, or else extremely bad foreshadowing that's what was going to happen. <laughs> um. The one thing that really annoyed me about NXT this week was Finn Balor kind of going babyface again. Mm. Tweening, definitely. Tween, I yeah. Just, I much prefer tween. him as like ultimate, I am an absolute prick. But he seems to be kind of like, I, mean, I don't know. I was like, oh, I prefer you the way you were. Yeah, when he when you play the victim card, you're never going to be full heel. Yeah. Yeah. He looked cool, though. Um, Mm-hmm. DQ finish in the Charlotte and Io Shirai match. Poor four. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Rhea Ripley returning. Ripley. Really underwhelming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Out of nowhere. It's like, aren't you back? In, you know, oh, it, was such, it was lazy booking. Mm. You know, you could easily have had Charlotte win that match because, you know, she's Charlotte. She's always going to win. And have like EO attack her after the match or something like that, and then Charlie gets the upper hand of beating the shit out of EO, and then you have the return of uh, Rhea Ripley with the music, because it's the music is what gets the return, especially with her music. It's so impactful. But she just ran out and it was nothing. <laughs> it's 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 main roster level storytelling on NXT this week. That's what disappointed yeah. the most. Yeah. I do think that NXT maybe needs a little bit of a little sprinkle of Vince McMahon here and there. It could do with a little bit of levity. You could do with some sort of they not necessarily the newly bro show, but some comedy, some. Another segue, newly bro show. Mm. Fits Aid. major beef, major beef with you, man. That was phenomenal stuff. <laughs> phenomenal stuff. I smiled legitimately and laughed out loud at least on three different occasions. You are a very big Matt Riddle, Mark. I am, but also. <laughs> Tim Thatcher was great. And you know what? Tim Thatcher is kind of one-dimensional with his wrestling. Like, that's what he's good at, and he's great at it. But getting Tim Thatcher to do other things, I thought was a really good move. You could I not really be that. any more wrong. Could not be any more wrong. Well, he's got to learn sometime. I feel like WWE <laughs> kicked me right in the penis by making me watch that, man. That fucking segment. Ah, oh, man, it was great stuff. I, I enjoyed it. Look, we're in a pandemic. I'm just looking for some entertainment here. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Jersey, Jersey Joe in the chat asks, "Who do we think attacked Balor?" Ooh, that's a great question, actually. I think they're teasing it that it's Cross, but I don't think it will be, because you have Cross at, attacked Champa, so mm-hmm. imme- like pretty much within the same week or the week before Balor gets attacked. So immediately that puts it into your mind that it was Cross that did it. Yeah. Don't think it was. I think, I think you probably have to look at Undisputed Era. I think that's the logical kind of solution to it. We still haven't had the Gargano or the, the Balor Ball feud match. 
So he was attacked before his match with Velveteen Dream. I was about that to was say, scheduled Velveteen for that night. Dream. Yeah. yeah. But do you not know, think Undisputed Era would have wanted him to go against Velveteen Dream? Because then Cole was eventually going to face him and Balor would have weakened Dream. Maybe they knew that yeah. Velveteen Dream's allegations were coming out and he was going to take <laughs> care of it well. <laughs> Gardo says it was a bleeding priest. Oh, <laughs> that would be awful if it was. No, I'm not into yeah. that at all. Uh yeah, um, Dexter Loomis even as Jersey Was he touching Joe kids as well? He's a baby face. No, he wasn't touching kids. No. Okay. Uh, none of them were touching kids. Alleged. This is all allegations. Uh, they were touching themselves, thinking of kids. Okay. Gotcha. Maybe allegedly. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah, NXT was good this week, but it was, I don't know. It didn't um. Something it live up to the hype. They had parts of it. The only the only memorable part was Killer or Corey mm-hmm. and Cross, whatever his name is. Carrying. That was memorable. Yeah, that was the memorable part. But they had other segments which should have been much more memorable. But they kind of dropped the ball on how it happened. Like Rhea Ripley returning, that should have been mega. The title match, you'd half forget about it if you weren't really paying attention. You know, in the to main that event. Point, Nick, the, they had two main event championship matches yeah, on the show, yeah. which in any kind of other NXT normal show or takeover would steal the shows. But the two most impactful matches for me were the two cruiserweight matches. Yeah, they were both very good. Like, how do you have an NXT title match with Adam Cole and Velveteen Dream and an NXT Women's Championship match with Charlotte Flair and Io Shirai get overshadowed by Kushida versus Jake Atlas and Akira Tozawa versus Jack Gallagher? How do you book that? I think and Io Shirai... Tozawa is getting buried on Raw every week. He's a jobber every on Raw. Every week. So if you're watching both shows, the correlation isn't there. Mm-hmm. Now, I know you could say, okay, he's facing bigger guys on Raw and he's in his own weight class on NXT, but people aren't that... This is going to sound bad, but people aren't that clever to be able to distinguish facing a heavyweight and facing a, a cruiserweight every week. They're just going to see, it's oh, a he wrestling wins a lot match. here. Yeah, it's wrestling. Yeah. It's not yeah. UFC. Like, it's that's a ring top. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Paul Heyman is really high on Tazawa, and that's why Tazawa is getting more Raw time. Because he can wrestle. Look at his yeah, suit. Why, why is he being booked to lose every week then? I don't know. This is something I wanted to bring up. Gordo's put in there. Controversial opinion. Since Dream has started this feud with UE, I've pretty much lost all interest in it. Not him, controversial. Right? I am 100% with Gordo on that. I this no is where I wanted to no go. I forgot it. I'm glad he brought this up. Now, I love Velveteen Dream, so I'm going to take it a little, I'll spin it a little differently. Is it not time the Undisputed Era go up? And free oh, that fucking. It was a while ago. It was time. Yeah, yeah. If the, uh, it, there's a, like a log jam there, the main event scene. It has to happen. Cole especially, he has to go. Where do no, they go? nothing against him or anything. Smackdown. Raw. Yeah, it has to be Raw. I think Smackdown because Raw is full of like Zelina Vega's crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, I cannot wait to talk about that next. Wait, wait. Yeah, we'll get. Yeah, we'll get to it. Well, look. Okay, we we're all in agreement. The UE. It's time to go. Not in a bad way, just, you know, you're needed elsewhere. I just think it's, um, NXT is mega stale with them hanging around. Yeah. They've run out all their stories. They've done everything they can yeah. do. Yeah. And it's just, there's people there like, you know, there's Matt Riddle and Timothy Thatcher doing that thing. Great. Matt Riddle should be in the title picture. He could be in there yeah. with Keith Lee as well. I know Keith Lee's a North American I'm champ or whatever. I'm not going to deny Matt Riddle getting in the title picture. <laughs> no, it has to happen. He's too good to be in a tag team at the moment. I think... I don't want to say they're wasting him. They're not. They're they have him on TV, and he's has he's a champion and all that. But I'd like to see Matt Riddle pushing up the card a little. Love the way he calls the female interviewer bro this week. 
Yeah. <laughs> Bro. Uh, so we'll do the scorecard. Uh, ratings, obviously, NXT are AW1732663. Uh, so it's AEW in oh, our account how are the demos, we, are the demos Dave the yeah, demos yeah. I, I didn't yeah. actually look. we don't know because Alvarez oh, didn't because Alvarez because didn't AEW won yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I get you yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never know these yeah, demographics yeah, we'll never know the demos in AEW in yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah they won, they won, they won. Right? I'm sure they did they always do they always win the demographics anyway don't they Oh, yeah, I don't think they've yeah. ever lost it. I think one week or something they drew. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But uh, AW are 26 to 6 uh, overall in the overall ratings as of May 6th. Our score, currently 13, AW 13, NXT 18. I'll say AW this week. Yeah, I would, uh, I'd have to go with AW this week. Yep. I think it's going to be a clean sweep. I, I, think, I think NXT should have one, but they dropped the ball with Rhea Ripley's return. I think that's the big yeah. coup for me. I think Fitz nailed it with the music thing, but also way too soon. Um, but yeah, yeah. because yeah. but I think AEW, sorry, NXT should have won if they had all yeah. their stuff together with the two title matches, the debut and a return. Like you put that together, oh, no, no. Like, Jesus, how did they not win? You know, but that's AEW, a fucking you know. pay per view right there. Yeah, that's yeah. a legitimate pay per view level. So and it uh, just didn't hit. Mm-hmm. It was grand. It was a good show. It just it bad. I just I got myself all hyped, hyped up for a takeover and I didn't get one. Do you know? And, and that's their fault, not mine. They hyped me up for this exactly big old match. How I felt a few weeks ago watching whatever version of NXT it was, I was exactly the same. I, I think I've started to learn lessons from that. That I don't expect too much. You know, the moral of the story is never try. <laughs> <laughs> We're breaking this poor, bright-eyed young man down. It's taken three years, but he's becoming one of us. <laughs> But like, um, yeah, I as I said earlier, I don't think there was. You had that great card that you advertised, and you they didn't they didn't not deliver on any of those matches. All the matches happened, but there was time taken away from them with pointless matches like Zaya Lee against somebody. I can't even remember Chelsea Green was it? Yeah. yeah. No need. I do not need Robert Stone on my television when I have fucking Velveteen Dream against Adam Cole. that could have had those extra ten minutes of TV time. Do you know? It just annoyed me. Just annoyed me. But anyway. Uh, Raw annoyed the fuck out of me this week. It was a grand what? show. Why so? It's just the, the champion booking again. It's back and it's worse than ever. The Street Profits and uh, the War Raiders. Start, match started. Non-title match. Street Profits are the champions. You know what's going to happen. On a pay-per-view go-home show. So which you know what happens. So the War Raiders, the challengers, obviously pinned the champions. To get a title shot. And you know what's going to happen. They're going to add that match to Money in the Bank. You know what's going to happen. It's already done. And I the think. Street Profits. Yeah, and stri- are they? There you go. And the Street Profits are going to get their win back and retain the titles. What's the point in making the champions look bad all the time? Now, I don't mind this as much. It's Fuck you then. No, no, no. I, How I, dare I, you? Poor choice of words on my part. I apologize. Normally, I don't mind this as much uh, as Steve does, and I can completely understand where you're coming from. In this particular episode of of the challenger beating the champions to get a championship match, I didn't mind it at all because there was a storyline behind it of the Superpowers haven't beaten war machine raiders viking experience yet so there's a story and i like that so the fact that you know they put out a challenge to the street profits street profits accepted 
uh, and the Street Profits couldn't get it done. So now they're going to say, okay, well, we know we're going to beat you, so we're going to put our titles on the line now. Granted, the story wasn't told that way, but that's I'm interpreting it that way. And but I, they do this all the time, though. This isn't just... They do you know, it all the time, but not with the same storyline. You know, A has... I mean, it's way, it's way for thin. It's way oh, for thin. Oh, I'm clutching. You know, like, I'm <laughs> clutching here. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but the, the reason I kind of say I don't mind it is I think that the War Raiders should win on Sunday. Not because of any other thing, but I think I like the story of a team not being able to beat another team and continuing it, that over a long be, period of time. Would it be for this reason? You beat the champion, you get their title. Well, that it's always that simple. <laughs> <laughs> but I, just, um, I don't get the Street Profits as a tag team. Uh, like Montez Ford is absolute money. I think they don't work without a crowd. Yeah. They, they yeah. need a crowd. They need to be kissing babies and fucking all sorts of shit. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Preferably not. True. No, no, I won't say. <laughs> um, <laughs> they, oh, I completely agree. You, you hit the nail on the head there, Nick. Yeah, yeah. it's, yeah, definitely. They're yeah, a crowd, no, we've they're seen a crowd this... tag team. Like, they're just, yeah. they, they feed, like, Montez Ford doing the shake thing, like Ultimate Warrior, going mm-hmm. like a thousand mm-hmm. miles an hour. Like, he's a gift machine. In an empty arena. He, he actively, I'm convinced he actively goes out to make gifts. Because yeah. he understands social media. I'm convinced of it. I think he would be um, great crack on a night out. Oh, 100%. Can we all agree that Angelo Dawkins must be must be feeling as lucky, uh, one of the most lucky people in the world that he was in a tag team with someone as popular as Montez Ford, or as he would definitely have been fired in the, oh, the great, oh, yeah. the great million percent he would have been gone. Way before like, that mass release as well. They would have just released him separately because he was that bad. Like, there's so many comparisons that you can draw he's... between the Street Profits and uh, Heavy Machinery. Like, you look at yeah. Montez Ford and Otis, two of the most over people on all of any roster that WWE has to offer, paired up with two of the most bland, generic, big guys that have no personality ever. See, I don't mind Dawkins. Um, Tucker, I am not as sold on. Dawkins, I don't mind. I actually like Dawkins. On the um, I don't like his little spin move thing in the corner. I don't really get that where he spins into the splash. It's kind he's of weird. A, he's a basketball player and he's doing he's a layup. Yeah, yeah. I think Dawkins' gear really puts me off. I think he just makes him look yeah. like a fat Jordan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it didn't work for Chris Hero. Let's not have guys oh, in basketball gear. Yeah. And and Chad Gable and yeah, Shorty G. Um, no. Nick's favorite. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No. Uh, no. 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 The other one is Zelina's lads. We don't have a name yet. So Los Ingobernobles. I'm so glad you brought it up because you know what? Los Ingobernobles did performance center. (laughs) They should be called, and this should be a big rib and a big Vince McMahon absolute rip take of everyone. What's the names? Andrade. Austin Theory. Theory. Angel Garza. Garza. Triple A. <laughs> That'd be good. What a fucking the the internet would shit themselves. That'd be quite good. Would they? Triple A. It'd be amazing. The, the internet wouldn't know anything about that. So this is what I wanted to bring up. You know, Vince had mentioned on his conference call, you know, that the ratings are down because Brock isn't there and we've got a load of new talent. Mm-hmm. You look at when you think of new talent on Raw, the people that are used the most, it's Garza, Austin Theory, Selena, and Andrade. They're there all the time. They never win anything. They never win. How are you supposed to build new stars if they lose every week? They get all the TV time and they always lose. Man, so what is he so talking about? about this. I don't understand it. This is a fantastic and faction. 
You've but I got, wouldn't even bring it up if he didn't specifically say we've got new stars and it takes a while to get them over. He's legitimately saying that. And then yeah. you beat them all the fucking time. But they've got they've lost in many new creative imaginative ways they are shitting the, on these people. I don't know what Angel Garza and Austin Theory have done to Vince McMahon and his family but whatever <laughs> they did they need to apologise quick because they're getting buried worse than AJ Styles did at Wrestlemania. It's getting Cedric Ricochet levels here, lads. Oh, yeah. oh my god. Speaking of those two fuckers. Oh, it's get, next on the list. Get, Cedric get, and Ricochet get, lose to yeah, Brendan, Brendan Vink and Shane Thorne Brendan who have never Vink won a match. What a name. To yeah. be fair, again, there's an element of, I don't want to say good storytelling, but there's an element Racism. of storytelling here with this. Was it? Racism. That's the word you're looking for, right? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I, uh, Allegedly. Uh, abort, yeah, abort. And street profits are the champions, and, and well, they're losing as well, actually. Fair point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the, the reason I will slightly defend uh, Ricochet and Cedric Alexander losing is that last or last week, yeah, the Cedric Alexander and Ricochet defeated Shane Thorne and Brendan Vink. And we had a video package or a backstage segment where MVP approached them and said, okay, next week we'll get them back. So there's an element of MVP taking this new, in, in brackets here, new tag team under his wing and you know educating them and helping them get better. They had been on Raw for a few weeks before. I think they lost four straight on Raw. Uh, Shane Thorne was a mainstay on NXT as part of TM61. Uh, Brendan Vink is new on NXT as well. But if they continue with the whole MVP being their coach or manager and they can get the odd win here or there, that doesn't do them any harm at all and it kind of develops them as a tag team because they're shy in tag team because they fired a lot of them. But you just had Cedric Alexander and Ricochet get a great win the week before and you, you look at them as a, a potential tag team and say, okay, these guys could probably go a bit far because they actually have really good uh, in-ring talents they're playing they're unique they're playing as shit outside of the ring and they've got zero personality so you could if i was booking it myself i would have put mvp with them have them kind of turn slightly heelish and be an arrogant tag team because they know they're that good and have mvp sell it as their arrogant manager which he would do extremely well as well but again that's not what they decided to do and they decided to 50 50 everything so yeah, no and i'm glad you said it do you know what their record is as a tag team fits is it 50-50? It's three and three. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and you know what's going to happen? Because they, they're taping, they taped two episodes of Raw here. So they did Raw Live or Close to Live, whatever they do. Yeah. And they're doing Raw again. They back. would have taped Raw back to back. Money, money on it. Cedric and Ricochet beat Rendon Vink and well, that's his face next week on Raw. I'll, I'll take a large popcorn chicken on that. There you go. Well, large. <laughs> large. Jeez, I'm out of work, man. What are you? <laughs> yeah, I, know. I gotta take advantage of this. <laughs> Fucking COVID has me shitting myself over all this. And you're bringing in large popcorn chicken into this. Jesus, that might shit yourself even better. So you're lucky that came in it. your two kilometers, Mario. Five kilometers. <laughs> exactly. Mine. I'm really upset about that. I'm gonna do one. I'm gonna do one. Smooth Jimmy's luck of the week. Oh. Whether they fa- face each other or not. Ricochet and Cedric will win on Raw next week and Brendan Vink and uh, Shane Thorne will lose on Raw next week. Whether that's in the same match or not, that's my lock oh, of the week. Yeah. Well, that's a pretty smooth lock, all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Gordo had put this one in. 
so why was Charlotte's tune-up match against Liv Morgan, who they'd just been trying to make look fairly strong since her return, kills any momentum Liv got after not being 50-50 against Ruby? Do you remember that time where they didn't 50-50 Liv Morgan? Yeah, well, Two weeks is, in I, a row she I will, won. I will, I, will, I will say, Liv Morgan, this is just, I'm not seeing this as like, I'm not looking too deep into it with that for, with her right now. She just needs ring experience and lots of it. And just putting her in matches with someone like Charlotte for extended periods of time, I just is good. Like Liv Morgan was never supposed to win that. No, you know? no, they need to tell but that he, story. They need to sell that story. But he does go on. He does go on to bring to nail his point. Oh, uh, sorry, a bigger I issue. Interrupt. I oh no, bother, no bother. Um, he said the bigger issue once again, like I mentioned, a uh, bigger issue where WWE can't seem to just leave talent, get momentum, and go on a winning streak without feeding them to a top star, which is very true. Ninety percent of the time, the result is what put. Uh, excuse me. The result is what pushes someone's momentum forward. Not commentators saying they got what they put up a good fight. Winning matches back to back simultaneously against the champion, and then the champion faces off against the contender. It's that easy. You don't have them no, fucking. I, I wouldn't buy Liv beat the champion. Lynch now, anyway. No, no, of course. Not but right I mean, it's, he just says it's a wider point. It's not necessarily about mm-hmm. Liv Morgan. Yeah, it's a wider fair. point where they just they do what they did with the fucking War Raiders and Cedric Alexander and um, mm-hmm. Street Profits. Yeah. yeah. You beat the champ, you get the title. Not really. You have to beat them twice. <laughs> it's stupid. Yeah. And the champions look like shit. But the, the big every time I have with that and kind of piss me off. It, this it goes back to an earlier point <laughs> that you know Jr. kind of raised that. You know, you you have the matches in the ring, and as a viewer, you 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 know you see the matches, you see what happens. But my biggest criticism of commentary, and and I've said it to the to Nick when we were watching it live, is that if you're looking at the commentators on the show, they're all head glued into the monitor, and they're just telling you what you're already seeing. What I want from a commentator, and what Jr. referenced when he was in um, the Roshin Dove in Galway a few years ago, is that you know. There's no point me as a commentator telling you what you've just seen. My job as a commentator is to add that extra element to what you're seeing, to paint a narrative around it, so to give you a greater understanding of what's happening. And if you've got someone like Liv Morgan who has won a couple of good matches against Ruby Riot, losing to Charlotte on TV, okay, fine, we've seen that she wasn't good enough to beat Charlotte, but tell us why she wasn't good enough to beat Charlotte. What does this mean for her? How can she use that as momentum to get herself better? You know, there's there's so many layers that you can add to a match, but WWE are completely incapable of doing that. It's literally a one tier cake with them, as opposed to yeah. with adding with someone like Jim Ross who can make that a wonderful three tier wedding cake. And just to confirm that what we're saying, me and Gordo, we're in total agreement here. We're not we don't nece- we're not meaning necessarily Liv Morgan because yeah. I mean Liv Morgan is in a match against Charlotte. We know that Charlotte's going to win the match. She's just, just the, the most recent example. We're just exactly. It's just it's a constant thing where they let the p- people start to get a little bit of that momentum that they love to talk about, and then they cut them off. It's literally like booking a match. It's the baby face is getting a comeback. Oh, he's cut off. Neckbreaker. Yeah. You know, it's, it's Morgan though. She is really improved in the ring. Yeah, she's got a great finisher. Bit convoluted to set up, but fantastic. I just she's, she she could actually have like competitive matches now. Yeah, yeah. She, she's still at that level right now where a lot of how do I phrase this without upsetting the internet um, where a lot of the women on WWE kind of reach their peak so they can how do- dare you <laughs> you know a lot, a lot of the women and I'll put say Carmella and Naomi as examples here who've been around for quite a while they are capable Whoa. of uh, implementing a lot of moves so they can you know hit their drop kicks run the ropes hit a move but it's putting them all together 
and being able to tell a story in the ring very few women on the main roster are able to do that like if you put a I match with Naomi and Carmella I do not want to watch that match it, mm. it won't be fluid it won't be able to tell a story sure they'll be able to hit moves but if you were wrestling for more than six months I'd be able to expect you to hit moves they're on the main roster for years wrestling 150 times minimum a year how have you not developed to be able to tell a story use the nuances of rest holes or uh, working a body part to tell a story it's just she's at that level now but she's young enough where she has the potential to actually go on and, and supersede that but it's, that's just the way they book the matches though do you know they just, uh, it is to a to degree do the basic but, match you know and... you have to be able to take it from there and go further you know, ultimately, you the, the producers I can't imagine are producing the matches to the minute detail of you hit this move, then you do this, then you do. Oh, this. they are. They, they can't to rehearse the matches. Who they're working with, though, like yeah. But there's been often stories where they're rehearsing the matches. Remember, they rehearsed the whole Royal Rumble, the whole match. Yeah, well, I can understand that because there's so many moving parts. Yeah, that needs it. But if you've got a one-on-one match at that level where you're on the main roster. Granted, okay, if you have a vet in there like uh, Natalia or someone, Charlotte or Becky, then they can take the lead in the match and they can say, okay, we'll, we've planned out these five or six big spots and the rest will call in the ring to follow my lead. That's fair enough. But if you've got someone like Naomi and Carmella who have been around long enough that they should know this by now, even if they work on the match backstage or plan out the match in advance, they should still be able to make it look as if it's fresh, as if it wasn't planned out. That's the whole point. Ultimately, these are performers. These are actors performing physical moves. Why can they not tell that in a clear storytelling, choreographed way that you know isn't looking like paint by numbers? That's the way they treat them, I guess. Um, the number one, the fucking money in the bank countdown thing that was on Raw. This was one that drove the internet crazy. It was very oh funny. Why is that, Steve? <coughs> oh, wait a second. Oh, libation, puff of all. There you go. Uh, so Rollins was the number one, the, the cash in at WrestleMania oh. 29? 29 or 31? Before you jump into that, you know what really annoyed me mm-hmm. about this list? Was they just mixed it up with cash ins and random spots from random money in the yeah. bank pay per views. Here like, is a move. Finn Balor gets it was like, it's hardly like a big money in the bank moment. It happened every it was like, year. You know, here's a like, move in a Money in the Bank, yeah. and here's the guy winning the title for the first time ever on front of a hundred thousand people. <laughs> like, <laughs> the correlation like, between those two just doesn't mix at all. It was anyway, funny, to your point, but to your they, point. they did their countdown thingy, and Rollins was the number one moment on their list. So he does the stomp to Brock, but then there's a blackout, and then shows them with the title. They he did, didn't pin Brock Lesnar that night. They didn't. Hey. Hey. <laughs> I didn't want to see Brock Lesnar getting pinned on live TV, Steve. But sir, he didn't pin Brock oh, Lesnar. What are you saying? He, at WrestleMania 31 or 29, can't remember, 31, 31 is 31. it? 31. Uh, he pinned Roman Reigns. Who? Never heard of him. It's Never heard of him. Chip. Chris Benoit. Hey! Stop it. It's done. We're done with that joke. No, we're not. Never. <laughs> So obviously this was the story. Oh, they're Chris Benoit and Roman Reigns. We're like, no, nobody thinks that. They're just not mentioning Roman Reigns. But I never thought they'd go to the level where they literally black out to not show Roman Reigns as the number one moment. And furthermore, Dolph Ziggler not winning, not winning, or not being in the top oh, two or yeah, three. Yeah, what a ridiculous! Moment. He wasn't in the top ten. That's like arguably the best pop 
for a money yeah. and cash in ever. I think it's better than Rollins's one. I preferred it. Oh, I thought I, it was I think better. Rollins's moment overall was better. But, you know, one A, one B. main event, but the pop for yeah. Dolls. The only thing I can think of is that they didn't want to show Del Rio on TV. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Okay. But, you know, either way, ass kicked and then lose it. <laughs> Fucking great. Yeah. I think we can agree that Ziggler's, whether you think it's number one or number 10, it should have been in the top 10. 100%. We can agree on that. Yeah. That is extreme. Balor getting powerbombed on a ladder. Yeah, that was more impactful ever than uh, than the Ziggler thing. Well, technically, it's it's just, Oh, wait. Oh, AJ Lee's in that video. That's oh, why they didn't show yeah. it. She was the Ziggler, AJ Lee, and. Uh, she did the CM Punk's cash in on Edge. That would have been great. There you go. <laughs> But I thought that was weird. Um, but yeah, um, are people going to do predictions? Into that Roman thing before we jump on. Uh, well, it's a directive, and it has been the case that they haven't talked about Roman. I think so they're trying to make us forget about him. So when he comes back, it's major. Like, oh, not Pucci Maybe. anymore. That's probably mm, he went to his home planet. Where's Pucci? Home planet. Returned. I don't know. I think there's still something a little bit stinky about it. And I know Roman had a video with TMZ I shared earlier on where he said that, you know, him not being on TV has nothing to do with his own personal health, that his immune system is fine, will be able to stand up to this sort of thing. He's not there right now because he wants to stay at home and protect his kids because he's, he's newly born right. twins. Understandable. Completely agree. And obviously the, the whole story came out there a few weeks ago of John from the company uh, making allegations that they were being forced to work and WWE having to put the out a statement John. that uh, no that's not true anyone who doesn't feel safe can, uh, can, can not be here without any ramifications from the company so the likes of Roman Reigns and I think Sami Zayn as well and maybe a few others said oh okay, okay. I, I will stay at home <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know that WrestleMania Kevin thing <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> so like the, I, it's weird like I can personally understand completely why he's not there but uh, from a WWE point of view, you're going to an extreme length to not reference him or show him on any of your shows right now. So like, are they, go- are they going to remove him from the signature of Fox at the start of SmackDown tonight? <laughs> like, how far are they going to get Roman Reigns out of your memory? For Armoni to are come back in, in like whenever time, time he comes back in a month or two. Well, that's it. He's not going to be gone for too long, especially yeah, if he's, he's not gone forever. forever. And he might be the, back till know, like what's the September, October. They, they're just maybe, not mentioning Maybe he just name. goes, yeah. He mightn't be right. back for months, lads. He mightn't come back for six months. Uh, and he'd be dead, right? Sooner rather than later. If I had newborn kids, I'm not going in fucking wrestling fake matches with people. Fuck that. Well, I think, you know, you, know I mean? you, you get a certain degree of leeway. And especially while it was such a, a topical thing in world news. But now that states are starting to ease off restrictions and things are starting to open up again... I think the company will be saying, okay, lads, we, we were more than accommodating for you to go home, spend time with your families while this was a big issue. It's calm down. We need you to come back. I think he'll be back. What are we? 8th of May right now. I'd be surprised if he's not back within six weeks. Max. What are they going to do? Fire him and let him walk onto Tony Khan's television program? Oh, my God. Roman Reigns not versus Dean Ambrose versus Brody Lee. <laughs> Joe Anoa'i versus John event. Moxley. <laughs> They're not going to fire him. He's dead right. They'll just tack the time onto the end of his contract. None what of these guys can worry about that. Joe, what's the word? Akai or something, whatever that name is. Family name. Anoa'i, isn't it? Anoa'i. Anoa'i. Joe Anoa'i. That'd be phenomenal. 
Patriots um, Looks like uh, SummerSlam was going to be have to be rehomed as well. The mayor yeah, of Boston. Boston not said nothing happening in in Boston till September. Oh God! Mm. Performance Center again. Oh, Could they do it in like a a public park with <laughs> barriers and people you know can just look by or whatever? You hear cars going past in the background, much like you hear now at the moment in my house, but. I don't know. Anything, something has to be better than the performance center for pay per view. So when is SummerSlam? That's the end of August, isn't it? Oh, yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, twelfth or something, in August. Mm. Let me check. Yeah, well, it's usually the last weekend of August. Some, it, some yeah. states, probably, especially Florida, Florida, because Florida is just fucked up anyway. Um, there's definitely going to be places that'll allow them host a venue and oh, have a reasonably good crowd in there as well. So. The fact that Boston is is shutting it down. I know Boston from listening to Joey on Wrestling Soup is having a hard time with it right now. Um, but fuck it, I wouldn't like if you're going to August. You could easily have an open air venue if they wanted to be ballsy and you know do something like that. I wonder you if they what? could rent Daly's place. Baseball, yeah, I was baseball thinking, stadium. Maybe. I was thinking that as well. Ed. For SummerSlam, they could easily do a stadium show to make up for the lack of big show vibe WrestleMania mm-hmm. had and then sell out a stadium. You know. Because summer, you just go somewhere where it's guaranteed to be decent weather, like, and you're, you're golden, which is most of America. Thing, they could pretty much have it anywhere, to be honest. I think mm-hmm. there will be social distancing guidelines no matter where they are in the country, similar to what we have to put up with over here. Now, I know America's the land, the, the land of, you know, pew, pew, we'll do what we want. We won't listen to anyone else and, you know, shoot their guns and defire us and Fuck hopefully kill you. them. COVID-19. <laughs> Uh, so they mightn't even have these sort of guidelines or regulations by the time August 23rd comes around but yeah I, do you know what they should do Wrestlemania 9 no yeah, oh Caesars Palace absolutely that's perfect because it's a small little intimate it. venue you could have 500 to 1000 people in there bucket you cowards hell yeah do it Where's Dublin those places? Is it supposed to be in the MGM Grand? Is it in where? Do you know any idea where? Is there a location on it? I assume Daly's place. They haven't announced yet. Oh, they're probably going to do it at Daly's place, though. Daly's place, I'd I'd imagine. Yeah, with possible. It's a great venue. Twenty-five percent capacity in Daly's place. Mm. Again, outdoor, and with the way that's built, it's kind of an amphitheater, so it's stacked on top of each other. It won't look as bad as maybe kind of a an arena where no matter where you look around you're going to see empty seats if they do do in daily space yep. I really hope they change the stage because um, that would just feel like a glorified dynamite if they don't yeah, yeah. Mm. definitely agree and to, to be fair I think they have said that they're going to be doing like a big four every year with their pay-per-views and the last one Revolution they did have a custom set for that yep and full gear Gordo, Gordo on the chat mm. <laughs> with the amphitheater stacked on top of each other absolutely stacked with lads <laughs> Stacked with cannons. Well, they need to have space for Matt Hardy to be uh, flying through everyone. Teleporting. Exactly. Damascus. Mm-hmm. Uh, will we go on to Money in the Bank predictions? Because this is the longest show we've done in probably nine, probably done 18 months easily. It's good times. It's like the old school shows where we just wouldn't stop talking. Uh, Money in the Bank, Fatal 4-Way Tag Team Match for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships. It's the New Day versus Miz and John Morrison versus the Forgotten Sons. Versus the Lucha House Party. I reckon so New, New Day, Day champions. House Party. Lucha House Party? <laughs> no, I mean, Is that what you said? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, let's talk about this. Because <laughs> the rest of us are just going to say New Day. 
do they put the belts on the Forgotten Sons? I know Nikki said New Days, but will they put them on the uh, Forgotten Sons of Anarchy? They should. They should. Because if you, like, they debuted what three weeks ago, and they have been reasonably dominant since they've come up in terms of what they've done. If they want to legitimise them to a degree, then they should win the belts. It's possible that they took the belts off Miz and Morrison to put them on the New Day to transition them to the Suns. Because if the Suns taking the belts from Miz and Morrison, it's kind of a heel mm. taking the belt off a heel, which is just a weird narrative anyway to tell. So the New Day They could, but you you know, they don't do rematches, but they do do rematches. So all the time. If if the if the Suns beat New Day for the titles, then New Day are de facto number one contender so you have a, a story arc coming out of the match so if I was them I'd fucking do it you know tight titles in WWE mean nothing as the revival proved on Jericho's pod this week fuck it might as well give them a bit of credibility on their debut on pay-per-view and lads in the chat put your predictions into the chat while you're in there lads as well I take uh, I, I, I'd back up fits on that the tag title I mean I, I, I really don't give two shits they need to merge mm. the two tag titles to do the same as what they're doing. With oh, the 100%. That's it. All you need to do. Yeah. And you've got proper credibility because you've got I'm less... I'm so super, confused super, with how many times the New Day have won the tag titles. And I remember that time they won it the first time at SummerSlam and Kofi Kingston was like bouncing on his back or something. Mm. But I mean, <laughs> since then, tag titles are just so forgettable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but you remember the yeah. New Day Cowboy Celebration Jamboree they did after they won oh. the tag team titles. It was fucking amazing. Good times. Big E was basically uh, what Braun Strowman is. <laughs> it's fucking brilliant. I remember the times where like champions were remember you could remember them and like you'd like show off to your friends and be like, oh, I can list the tag champs back for certain money. I I couldn't do shit now because it's so forgettable. No. Like it's just crazy. Like no, I don't know who was champion three weeks ago. Half the time, yeah. It's it. There's a lot of changes, but um so i'll say new day i think they might play it safe here i think yeah. they're just going to give us yeah i think new day yeah and... it's going to be yeah yeah um now next on my list ah fuck it yeah next on my list is drew mcintyre versus seth rollins i'm doing it the wikipedia version which nikki nikki said before as they're entered basically so um they're not going to be in this position but drew mcintyre versus seth rollins for the wb title can't see drew losing oh, this so fast that's why I think they're going to have Seth win. No. I think Drew. No, they're not going to. The but I have this feeling. But the the I have this nagging feeling at the back of my head from Seth Rollins' promo a couple of weeks ago when they were having the contract signing that, you know, his plan will become clear at Money in the Bank if he has some sort of new gimmick, uh, new person that he's got as his followers, or if there's something new to his shtick, then I can see him win the title weirdly, but he shouldn't Drew should win and retain this belt for at least six months he needs to defend this title in front of a live crowd to have his title reign legitimised yeah you can't take it off yeah. him until until they're at least back in live crowds no I, I agree with that I think Drew has to retain it here retain it I'll say I don't know whether it's going to be a pain or not but retain mm. yeah it might be some fuckery in this one might be some fuckery I yeah I think that might be my prediction on the sheet will be Drew, Drew leaves as champion <laughs> but I don't know how I wouldn't put it past them though for Rollins to win the title here nope no I, I, I just them. can't see it I'd, I'd bet another uh, large popcorn chicken oh jeez two of them now fuck put your money where your mouth is Steve 
Well, I don't know. Someone else is trying to put my mouth where other things are in the <laughs> chat at the moment. So. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll I'll go Drew to leave with the belt. I what does don't that mean? Think he'll... DQ so or some shit with DQ. Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy or this higher power thingy he was talking about where he's got a new disciple or some shit. I don't know. I don't know. Drew to Drew leaves with the belt. While we're talking, actually, pretty forgettable point. match. And before we move on to kind of more SmackDown main event picture, the SmackDown hacker had a segment on backstage this week where he interrupted Ooh. the feed with Renee and Booker and Christian and I think Paige, maybe someone else I can't remember. And the it was more of the same. Effectively, you know, the truth will be revealed. But within the video package, he took out his phone and unlocked his phone. But the code he put in to unlock his phone was 051020, which, of course, is May 10th, 2020. So money to bank state. By God. So the SmackDown hacker potentially going to make an appearance or do something at Money in the Bank. Also, CM Punk, CM Punk. (laughs) To add a layer to it, and it's funny you should mention him. WWE and Fox Twitter account tweeted that video out with the with the message do I have your do I have everybody's attention now as the text which of course referenced back to CM Punk from 2011 maybe 2012 when he was you know his shtick of the voice of the voiceless so they've teased that it's CM Punk eagle-eyed viewers will know that the hand that they've shown on the vignette is a white hand or potentially a tan it's not our hand. truth it's not our truth unless they're going <laughs> for a really big baby switch but there's no tattoos on the hand that was shown and punk obviously has tattoos on his hand so unless they're going wearing for a latex that color. way <laughs> uh the, the overriding favorite right now is that it's mustafa ali i think it's chris jericho cracking the code again shorty G. time Shorty G. Now they've recorded Mustafa Ali because people have messed with the audio and found out that it was Mustafa Ali is one of the audio tracks. Chad Gable is the other. There's actual audio people have. It's Mustafa Gable. It's not CM Punk. I hate to do small, it to you, Fitz. Put them on top of each other and they make one actual Vince McMahon-sized wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> and they still wear basketball The world's shorts. largest doctor. Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, no, it'll be Mustafa Ali because it's not going to be Punk. Okay. I, just, I hate to see Fitz I, do it to I, No, I, I, don't, I, I completely agree. I don't see it being Punk. But assuming it is Mustafa Ali, or make your own predictions as to who it could be, what involvement will they have at Money in the Bank? Wait. Stop, stop. Who was on the ladder about to win the Money in the Bank last year and Brock Lesnar? <laughs> Mustafa Ali. Mustafa Ali. I say, God damn. That's how you write Definitely long-term booking, son. Yep. Completely and this a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely Ali. Um, and it'll come across a little um, anticlimactic, unfortunately. But oh, it's going to be is. more underwhelming than Rhea Ripley's return this week. <laughs> there you go. So um, what, do you, what do you think is going to be involved? Is it going to be involved in the Money in the Bank match itself? Is it going to be the I think, title pitcher or yes. tag team match? No. The easiest way Let's is with talk. the Money in the Bank ladder match. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Gonna, like, there's going to be like a room let's talk about it in the money in the bank match when we get to it because that's, that's where I think it's going to happen oh okay, okay. Well, wait, I'm sorry I, I got excited 
<laughs> cool, cool, cool. And, um, and the whole, the truth will be revealed. What truth and how will it be revealed? Damn it, let me talk about it in the main event. I have many ideas. Bailey versus oh. Tamina. Bailey. Who gives a Tamina, Move on. Tamina should Nobody win, gives but a Bailey fuck. will win. Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt. Fuckery. Uh, now it's, Br- Bray. it's Bray Wyatt, not The Fiend. Bray Wyatt. Braun should win. Yeah. Braun will win. If it's actually yeah. Bray Wyatt, Braun will clean. If it's not, Braun will retain. Yeah, it's uh, definitely uh, Bray Wyatt. They've done the graphic with the red yeah. jumper guy. So yeah, well Braun, that could change Braun, tonight. Braun. Who knows? Braun. Moving on. Are we all okay with Braun winning? Uh, whether he wins via shenanigans or whatever he does, but he wins. Yeah. I'll go Six with Paris until he fails. Braun walks out as champion. We can't do it twice, can we? <laughs> it's fucking up. Of course you can. Yeah. Yep. Now this is a weird one, okay? So I wanted to give this enough time because we are, and I appreciate the guys in the chat staying here for so long. I know we've been on for ages, so thanks for that. Um, do we predict these matches at the same time, considering they've, they've they're the it. same match? They've announced it. No, I know that, but yeah. in predictions, hmm? I, both of these matches same are happening time. at the same time. Yeah. So yeah. we're going to have to predict them at the same time. Let's do this thing. This is going to get really confusing. <laughs> I love it. So my hacker thing. The hacker is going to fuck with the lights and fuck with the elevators and fuck with computers and all sorts of shit during the Money in the Bank match to cut people off. Corbin is going to get in the lift and he's like, oh yes, I'm just going to go straight to the top. And then the hacker messes with the lift, the elevator. Stuff like that, I think, is going to happen. The truth will be revealed. It's an obvious one. Our truth, John McClane climbing through the vents. <laughs> I can't wait. Oh my God, this is going to be amazing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I think... I think that's what's going to be the case. I think the hacker is going to be involved in the the uh, corporate ladder. And he, is he based out of a room in the HQ that they, they I stumble across during the match? I think someone's going to enter the room where the hacker is hacking and beat him up. Mm. I can't what see the hacker Kevin done the whole time. I think Mustafa Ali is, is too obvious. Hopefully. Or too underwhelming. Someone did say Xavier Woods. That would be a good good one. I would like that one. Oh, yeah. What about Sammy Callahan but- comes back? <laughs> yeah. That's long-term storytelling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the people in the match are Daniel Bryan, Rey Mysterio, Alistair Black, King Corbin, Otis, and AJ Styles. And you also have Otis. Asuka, Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, and Carmella. Why isn't Mandy in this match when Otis is in it and they're in the same match and they oh can have God, helped each other? Phenomenal. They start making out in the elevator. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Or making out on yeah. Vince's desk. Right. Oh, perfect. He'd love that. Uh, prediction number one, Vince McMahon appears in this match. Who? Yeah, They'll knock in an office and Vince is there. Vince is definitely going to appear His during this match. Be Someone's going to destroy that T-Rex. Mm-hmm. Oh, that T Rex thing is dead. Yeah. It's gone. Um, Do you know what, lads? I'm so excited for this match. I booked Monday as a vacation day. So, <laughs> nice. I'm just gonna go in late. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're the boss, so just, just get going. I'm just gonna continue. Yeah. I'm gonna continue being furloughed. Oh, <laughs> but hey, I get to watch wrestling live. Yay! Oh, oh, show. Oh, show. Uh, Joe's coming. Oh, I could. Chat. So he says that uh, Otis is going to get to the top, has the opportunity to win, but he gets the women's briefcase to give to Mandy instead. Uh, oh, that'd be lovely now, wouldn't it? That'd no, be a nice little no. thing that Otis would do. James Ellsworth. <laughs> no. 
Uh, yeah, well, it might improve SmackDown if you have to get it, do a rematch of the Money in the Bank match on Friday afterwards. I'm okay with that. Um, well, I will unfortunately say I think Nia Jax is going to win the women's one. Yeah, that's my. As much as I don't want it to happen, that's my 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 head talking. Can she Ask fall him. off the roof instead? Mm, that's for AJ Styles. I I I don't see it. I think Shayna is the obvious choice for yeah. for the. But I, I think I like I like the idea of Asuka running around with a briefcase, shouting to people in Japanese. Oh my god, it'd be amazing. It would. I I don't know. I I'm very much a stickler for the money in the bank should be a heel. I don't know why. No. I, I I I like the the logic is you know cashing in a money in the bank is kind of a heelish thing to do. You know, you're taking advantage of someone when they're vulnerable or they're knocked out or they're incapacitated to some degree. If you're an actual babyface, there's no real logic for you to win it unless there's a story behind it like how John Cena had. But uh, that's rare and that should be the exception to the rule. But you can do the RVD thing and call your shot. That's what I mean. But again, yeah. I, it's rare that you can kind of get away with that. Mm. And they've, they've, So let's... Go on. Sorry. Um, no, but I'll just start ruling people out, okay? So the first thing that I'd say is they aired that at a commercial twice on Raw this week that Becky Lynch will face the winner of Money in the Bank next week on Raw. Mm. So immediately that tells me Raw heel. Yeah. So Asuka. So either Shayna or Nia Jax. That rules out Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, Carmella and Asuka. I can't understand why they keep doing these things to themselves. Yep. So stupid. Like who? No, unless they do a thing yeah. tonight, nobody picked up on it. Unless they do it tonight, where they're like Bailey will face the winner of the Money in the Bank next week on SmackDown. Unless they do that, they are, to cover it, they're not smart well, enough to do that. And they've maybe they've, they cover it up. They've booked themselves into a hole. Classically, like WWE can only do. Ah, oh, they love by, doing that by saying that you know the winner of the Money in the Bank contract can only challenge for the championship on their respective brand if they hadn't said that or if they had left that open-ended no problems and you've got that out of mystique that anyone can pop up on any show to challenge for any championship why do they go out of their way to make things worse than what it should be yet they let the wild card run wild for six thousand years (laughs) 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 uh I'm going to say it's between Nia Jax and Shayna and I think they've been building oh. up Nia because I I think Shayna is the one to take the belt off Becky and I don't think they want Becky losing the title until they have a crowd so I'm going to say Nia they'll have Becky beat Nia at the next pay-per-view or whatever or I don't know I, I can re- get on board with that the, re- the reason I'd go for Shayna more than Nia using my own logic is that the way they've booked Nia they don't need a briefcase for her because she's just all-encompassing powerhouse that doesn't need any help to win matches. Now, you know, kayfabe and, you know, looking at her in terms of her wrestling ability and attempted murderousness aside, (laughs) you know, that makes sense in my mind that she doesn't need the briefcase. Whereas Shayna is the type of heel that wants to do as little work as possible. She's a prized fighter, similar to what Kevin Owens is. She goes in, she fights for money. If she can have a way to get more money, kayfabe-wise, without having to do extra work, then she'll take that opportunity. Money in the bank is that opportunity. So story-wise, purely on trying to buy into wrestling logic, which is a dangerous game to play, Shayna makes the most sense in my head. I want Shayna, but I fear it's Nia. 
And the, the, she, you get the element of, you know, if Nia does win, there's not going to be anyone there to boo it. Yeah, and they've literally just had Shayna lose to Becky three weeks ago. So, or four weeks ago, whatever it was. You could so, you could actually then, if you wanted to go down an honor route of having Shayna win and call her shot against Becky and saying, you got lucky the last time, I want to face you and I'm going to call my shot and it's going to be a submission match and have a proper rematch where they can go 25 minutes in a submission match and they, she ultimately gets the better of Becky because Becky's distracted or too arrogant or cocky or whatever. You can book your way out of a hole depending on whatever way you fucking end up. Gordo is fucking a, a master at it. Bless his cotton socks. That's the only compliment he'll ever get off me. But they can do th- so many ways that they're going to shoot themselves in the foot and I'm kind of intrigued to see how they end up fucking this up. I like in the chat, Gordo says, um, yeah. the only reason they need a briefcase for Nia is if she's holding her release papers and Joe comes back out of first aid kit for her opponents. <laughs> uh, so it's either Nia or Shayna, I think we're saying anyway. I'm going to ask her. I'm supposed to go and ask her. Okay. It's, raw. it's going to be raw either way. Yeah, definitely raw. Unless they cover it tonight by saying Bailey will face the blah, blah, blah. Um, but anyways, so the men then, Daniel Bryan, Rey Mysterio, Alistair Black, King Corbin, Otis, or AJ Styles? My money's on AJ Styles. Yeah, I'm thinking it'll be AJ. Probably AJ. King Corbin as well. After him losing the way oh. he lost three years ago. Yeah, just to give him so imagine, he Imagine Corbin and Nia win the two briefcases. Oh my God. Oh God. No, I can't have I more. I took it to day off work for that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for these matches, but if they do uh, Corbin and Nia. It has to be Styles. It just has to be. Yeah. He's the one. He lost his boys. They're released. Um, they haven't explained where they've gone, but in kayfabe, The Undertaker killed yep. them. Them That's the last time they were seen. Yep. So he needs something new. Um, they, do you put AJ up against Drew already? I think AJ needs to be back in the main event picture. And Seth Rollins needs to go home. Um you could have him as a kind of teaser so he'll come out and tease it and kind of annoy Drew to a degree it's like oh, you don't know when but I'm going to get you because I've got the briefcase and you know you could develop that story over a few months until they kind of find their feet and know what they're doing with the live crowd meanwhile Drew can actually have realistic title opportunities against you know fucking Bobby Lashley or whoever to keep the, the title picture ticking away yeah. until AJ does cash in I think that's what about Al- oh de- yeah yeah They've, the favorite seems to be Alistair Black. He does not need it. Lose. He does not need it. No, it he is, can get a title shot based on his wins. He's, he's very much the opposite of someone who tries win a title of the briefcase. I think they're kind of like you know you don't expect him to win it, but he's just kind of hiding in the background if they do it. But I don't see it happening personally. Interesting point in the chat by Jersey Joe. Do we think USA and Fox would push for each show to get a briefcase? Hmm. That's interesting. Which where the way we're looking at it logically is Raw gets the women's, so SmackDown will get the men's. We're back to Corbin again. Unless they've gone for the complete bait and switch here, and it's actually a SmackDown women's star that gets it, in which case Lacey Evans would be a good shout. Even though she's faced, I think. Well, you chance. Use, exactly, you hit the nail on the head, Nick. You know, with Bailey having the upper hand of that feud, and you know having Sasha having her back, and vice versa you could take advantage of both of them by taking advantage of an inner moment to win the title from them. Let's throw this flip reverse it on its head for a second. What if Sasha Banks inadvertently cost Bailey the title against Tamina? So now Tamina is the champion 
as a transitional way to get oh. it on to somebody else who wins to, to win the money in the bank. Like a Lacey Evans, for example, a Carmella, something like that. They might do that. Tamina's champion just after we see that dark side of the ring of her dad. Jesus. Yeah. I'd like to see oh, it God. can't happen right now because it's in the way it's set up. But if it was just, say, a regular in the ring match, is that someone SmackDown gets taken out and Sasha gets put in and wins. And then Sasha's money yeah. in the bank, which Bailey is champ. But it's kind of, unless they do some really creative way to put her in the match now, I don't see it happening. Well, SmackDown. Well, Brock Lesnar is going to be on. He's going to get his helicopter in and land on the roof, <laughs> climb the ladder, take the briefcase, and we're off to the races. And Mustafa That'd Ali. Is, shit, not again. Be hilarious if Mustafa Ali is revealed as the as the hacker. He somehow is in the match and he gets to the top, but then Lesnar comes down in a helicopter and takes the briefcase. Look <laughs> <laughs> oh, at you cowards! You know what, I'd actually give it to WWE for long term booking on that one. <laughs> that would be, be genius. That's commitment. Yoink. <laughs> uh, okay, if that doesn't happen, I'm going to be miserably disappointed. That's what I need to see happen now. Also, that would be the best way to end. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. So who do, we, who do we finish on? AJ. Who, are you, who do you think will win? AJ? Yeah. AJ does. I'll throw an outside bet for Otis for the laugh, just to see what happens. <laughs> Probably not. Just... Double popcorn chicken. Um, but as usual um, you can find us on iTunes Google Podcast Google Podcast Spotify SoundCloud and all of your favourite podcast Stitcher. apps um, Stitcher is also it's my next line Nick don't worry so if you could do a five star rating on Stitcher for the love of God last week lads we broke the XP bank we said we're giving you double XP triple XP and in the very end I said quadruple XP not Bad a man. single five star rating not a single one now you have to sign up for Stitcher so that's why it didn't happen so what are you going to do so use iTunes if you're an Apple user go on to iTunes and give us five stars but everyone's listening to us on Stitcher nowadays and we never promoted it before we don't know why that happened so if you're there five star it up uh, we're also on the Wrestling Soup Network uh, with a load of other shows and of course uh, Mish and Joe on the Wrestling Soup themselves um, they're on day 55 of podcasts in their quarantine so uh, check out their Patreon give them a fiver uh, and you get all those shows it's good good times and then we can move on to www.canvastheory.com tell us tales Nick not that shite again <laughs> <laughs> give us up to date no, information no major tales uh, canvastheory.com uh, yeah we, uh, we love hats and uh, we love wrestling so waffles and tire irons um, waffles tire irons tire irons uh, so yes uh, canvastheory.com we, we have some beautiful hats on sale um and uh not shipping to Europe yet. Oh, that's what we were worried about. Have we been saying this? <laughs> no, no. Uh our our uh, supplier is in the US and all our all our product is there. They ship for us in that sense. So um because all the product is there, uh, it's it's a very uh logistical nightmare to get stuff for Europe right now. So uh we'll see what happens when this pandemic kinda dies down a bit, especially in New York. So um but yeah, but still US based only. But there could be a, a wee surprise coming soon. We're going to work on something in the next week or two. Uh, I won't say too much yet, but I'll show the lads. Uh, these could be European. Ooh, yeah. look at that little thing. So Ooh, we, we, we'll, we'll leave it at that with some intrigue. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna keep people guessing. So uh, I could, uh, we're gonna look into that now in the next couple of weeks, and that could be uh, a worldwide sale. 
So yeah, nice. Cool. Fingers crossed. But right now, AWP. If you want ten percent off your order for a Ledge Wrestling podcast, yep. and uh, yeah. But US mainly for now. Yeah. So. Ah, look, most of them are in the US that listen to us anyway. Live listeners yeah. are in Ireland or the UK, and then <laughs> all of everyone else listens in, uh, in the in the, the US. Sorry, Gerda. Yeah, that was a long ass show. Yeah. Uh, been a while since we've done that. I don't know what it'll be like by the end because we had a long uh, preamble where we didn't start the show for a very long time because we were talking such shit. So I don't know what this is going to be. But Money in the Bank should be good. I'm looking forward to these matches. I'm mainly good looking crack. forward to the actual Money in the Bank match because I'm really interested to see what they do. Will it be a case of yeah. they'll do it throughout the show in bits and parts in between matches? Or will it just I be a big think kind of like Goldust and Roddy Piper at yeah. WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Now, I hope that if they're doing it that way, I hope that at least it builds to at least maybe half an hour or 20 minutes of the matches being the main event. Do you know what I mean? I, yeah. I hope it's not yeah. like, yeah. oh, and now we go to the finish. Segment, like, yeah, but. yeah. Not Do you like see? Go on, sorry. I just hope we don't end up in a situation where it's Seth and Drew McIntyre and they finish their match with ten minutes TV time left. Yeah. Do you know? Like, I hope that it's a case that all the matches are. Oh, they don't cut beats. to the exact hour on a pay per view, so it's go either way. No, but you know what I mean. I hope that it isn't a case that. And now we'll go to the conclusion of. No, that's the main event. I want to see it. Um, yeah. Do you think they'll have like a boogeyman room and like? Uh, mankind, man, mankind in the boiler room, and you know oh, this kind God, of shit. Yeah. Oh, I'd love all that. Just go mental with it. Fuck it. And once again, diehard references. Hope I hope it's unrealistic and ludicrous enough for Alvarez to give it a minus radiance because it's not realistic. <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> it didn't go seven hours. Anyway, uh, say good night, all boys. Good night, all. Thanks for having me on again. I really appreciate it, guys. Try that again.